0: afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world. And whenever you are tuning into this video, my name is James Poor Selly. And I'm Brian Thomas. And welcome to episode number two, zero. That's yeah. right. 20 of Ruthless Talk. 20 episodes, man. Time flies when you are having fun. That is for yep. sure. So yeah, it is Thursday, guys. So that can only mean one thing. It's time to talk some AEW and some AEW Dynamite from last night, which was February 15th, 2023. But before we get into all of that, you guys know we start, always start this show off with a cold open before we get into these shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first thing I do want to mention, uh, there was a recent passing that that happened uh, this past week, and that involved um, Jerry Jarrett, uh, who passed away. I believe, I'm not too familiar with uh, with Jerry Jarrett, but I know that he was a co uh owner or co-founder of TNA Impact for the past uh at least several decades, I wanna say, uh, Brian. And he's he's had a big impact on the the wrestling world for many generations. And uh, you know, it's only right for us on this platform, you know, me being from one generation, Brian, you being from one generation to give, you know, Jerry, Jared and his family that respect and that love and sending nothing but prayers and thoughts. Uh, to him and his family. Uh Brian, I know before we got on the air you had some uh things that you wanted to share. So about Jerry Jarrett and so I'm going to let you uh take the floor, man. The floor is yours. Take it away.
1: Yeah. Um so Jerry Jarrett, you know, I know, you know, a younger generation might not be too familiar with him. I mean, he's he's one of the guys from like a bygone era, you know, the territories and stuff. Um and, and to be honest, like I came when I started watching, I mean, I was like really young four or five, but I was still kind of the tail end of a uh, Jerry Jarrett as like a, a booker per se. He did go on to, uh, as you said, TNA, but even before that, um, you know, him, him and Jerry Lawler, you know, again, who just had a, a medical issue um, really kind of put mid Atlantic wrestling on the map. Um I think a, a couple episodes uh, uh, ago I mentioned that the whole storyline with uh, Jerry Lawler and Andy Kaufman, that, you know, that was a time where like kayfabe was still, you know, very, very important. And I mean, there was really, you know, questions like, is this, cause at the time Andy Kaufman was arguably one of the, the top comedians slash entertainers, you know, in, in the United States, um, Played on Taxi, you know uh, SNL things of that nature. Um, but yeah, it was uh, <laughs> it was just for decades, really. Um, you know, there was there was always a question: was you know was this a work? Was this real? Um, so really, you know, great stuff back then. Again, a bygone era. Could obviously, wrestling has changed, and you can't you can't go back and capture things like that of a, a era that's just. Gone now. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I want to. So as far as Jerry Jarrett goes, um, again one of the territory guys, and you know, again, the younger viewers might not know too much, but really, how just how he influenced and was a part of of the wrestling industry as a whole for for decades. Um, like I said, he created Mid South Wrestling. He went on to be a uh, co-founder of the NWA, which then uh, kind of turned into WCW. Um, so he has, has his hands like all over the map. Um, and I just want to go down some, some wrestlers that came, you know, through his promotions that became top stars in this business. Um, obviously you can say his son, Jeff Jarrett, you know, he's, he's had his runs here and there. And again, he's been around for gosh, Thirty plus years if not longer i'm not really sure how long um but bobby eaton uh butch reed who um when i i knew a little bit about butch reed but when i really got into butch reed was when he partnered with ron simmons and they were a tag team called Doom. uh again i thought paulie dangerously managed uh doom for a while paulie dangerously yeah paulie dangerously yep (laughs) uh magnum ta uh your viewers might not have ever heard of him um he actually i believe it was like a car accident he got into that really derailed his career but he was a freaking star um uh dr death steve williams uh jim duggan hacksaw jim duggan from the wwe got a start in mid-atlantic um the rock and roll express who along with the road warriors they were my favorite tag team when I was that real young kid, you know, five, six, seven, eight years old. Um, a couple more, uh, sting sting, uh, came through there. Ted DiBiase, the fabulous Freebirds, junkyard dog. Like all these guys are just freaking legends in their, in their own way and own right. They all had runs and, you know, people from that era definitely remember these names because they were the stars of the business. Um, so again, just uh you know, condolences to the Jarrett family uh you know and 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 thank you jeff or uh Jerry Jarrett for you know your hand in just creating what I loved as a kid and and still continue to love,
0: yeah, well said, appreciate that, Brian, you know, and this is why guys, I have Brian, you know on this platform, you know to to give a different perspective and and also you know things that my generation of professional wrestling may not know from your era in professional wrestling, you know, you know, we know we can learn a thing or two, you know, there's a lot of things that I still learn about the eighties and nineties, even earlier than that. And, you know, seven, even way back seventies and even earlier than Mm -hmm. that. So, you know, I always try to, you know, do my research as well and really learn and always study, um, about those, those times in wrestling. And that's why I have such a, such a, an appreciation for that time because i went back and i've seen i've you know i've i have the you know the wwe network and i've seen stuff in the past and then mm-hmm. you know and then you see you know wrestling today and even in the early 2000s which which is which was still a good year and there's no doubt yeah, yeah um but when you look at today man it's just like and then you look back at like what what still could be i mean obviously gone are those days of professional wrestling it, it, it can never be it can never be at that same level right but right even today i always i always say this there's still a place and there's still you know professional wrestling can still be that same type of vibe that same type Mm -hmm. of feel i mean you're seeing that right now with roman reigns and with Sami Zayn and all that stuff um but yeah i'll say again with
1: that story the best story i've seen in the since stone cold and mcmahon and that's going back what 25 yeah 25 30 yeah, years now. Around,
0: yeah at least about 20 25 years i'd want to say yeah. at least off the top of my head yeah cause um, 25
1: yeah because i was that was i was probably like 18 19 20 mm-hmm. something back then yeah
0: that sounds sounds about
1: right yeah so so yeah i mean this
0: is why you know we don't <clears> just talk about just today's wrestling or the you know the 90s you know i know that's always you know that's the popular time in wrestling but you know it's always it's always cool as a as a community to always learn about you know even times earlier than that, the '80s, the '70s, and even beyond that, you know. So that's why I have people like Brian Thomas here to uh, educate <laughs> us. You know, that's you know, hey, like you know, you know these guys, like the you know the Rock and Roll Express, you know, the mm-hmm. entire other tag teams that we even named about in last week's uh, in last week's uh, yeah. Dynamite because of how pathetic this freaking tag division <laughs> and this trios division, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just. And just understand that you know when we talk about like because I know it's easy, Brian, to say, oh, well, you know, wrestling is it was so much better back in the day. Well, if you really dissect and actually do research and you watch it back in the day, you you get a different level of like, wow, like this this was really good. And then you watch Mm. today's wrestling and you're like, Man, like this is this stuff really could be better. So this is all this is reason why, guys, we always bring up stuff like this is to understand that, yes, it wrestling back then can never be at that same level, but it can still have that same type of feel. And there's still that mm-hmm. place for professional wrestling to be special. Um, so, but yeah, and thank I you could... Brian, for that amazing take and, uh, sharing your thoughts about, uh, Jerry, Jarrett about all that stuff. Really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, no problem. And yeah, to be fair, like I I can fully understand why a younger generation just and, you know, I can see it's happened in my life, you know, we've kind of just been programmed to, you know, faster, faster, instant, you know, you know, always seeking that next gratification or whatever, where, yeah, I mean, wrestling back in the 80s, in particular, and and going, you know, before that, yeah, it was slow and, and methodical um, so I mean I can understand how it's it's hard for a younger generation to really to really get into it but if you want to look at the storyline and the character aspect yeah you got to go back to the 80s and 90s because that's again it's athletic it's involved it's you know whatever but you still got to have those characters and and build those storylines and I that was to me you know the the early 80s to the late 90s was just a golden era, you know, of wrestling for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm biased because that was my generation, too. So that is what it is. But it was some good shit, man. It's good shit, pal. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: <laughs> All right, guys. So another thing before we get into uh, into Dynamite, because uh, I said, you know, this is a Dynamite review. And we want to do keep the focus on Dynamite. But I do want to mention uh, about WWE NXT. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as of late, Brian, they have been, uh, you know, they got a lot of stuff going on and main, one of the main things that they have, or the main storylines or feuds is uh, involving toxic attraction, you know, mm-hmm. toxic attraction. You know, for those who are not you know, familiar with, with NXT, you know, toxic attraction, that's the same uh, faction that involved Mandy Rose, that Mandy mm-hmm. Rose started before, of course, she had her release, which was, was, was just about, uh, I want to say what, about a few, I think it's been about a month. Now, I want to say since she's been I'd say it's a little bit longer or, than that but... or even longer than that. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say maybe almost two months or a month and a half. Uh, but yeah, she pretty much was the she uh, was the the I guess you could say the leader right. of that yeah. faction, yeah. along with two women named JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. You know, and I mentioned this uh, during the top five list of our top five wrestlers of the week on Friday. You know, they were in my honorable mentions uh, and rightfully so, just how beautiful that segment was. It was a ding dong hello segment. Um, and it was pretty much this, it was pretty much uh, the similar type of segment back in the day when the uh, the barbershop segment with uh, the rockers, the rockers, yes, yeah. with Shawn Michaels and Marty Janetti. pretty much, you know, uh, JC Jane kind of pretty much playing the role as Shawn Michaels and mm-hmm. Marty and then Gigi Dolan, pretty much, I guess you could say. Playing the role as Marty Janetti, and they played it off really well. Um, you know, yeah, uh, and obviously, of course, you know, Sean Michaels is pretty much, I think, at this point the producing guy the NXT show, producing or, you know, the yeah, show, yeah. which is no no surprise there. <laughs> but still, the way it was done, it was done really well. And then I do wanted to get yep. into this, um, into this uh, this promo that J C Jane cut because it was really, really done, uh, very well. She her delivery was was very well spoken. She hit her bullet points and everything just perfectly. And I got to say, Brian, if she can keep this up and who knows, you know, I don't trust this company when she gets onto the main roster that they're going to give this woman a chance. Historically, I mean, knows, you can't. Vince McMahon. <laughs> I don't even know if at, at this point, like, I don't know who Vince McMahon likes or doesn't like, you know, he likes yeah. blondes. He likes people like Raquel, like Nia Jax. Like, so I don't even fucking know it anymore. Yeah. But if they do give this, this woman a shot and that they let her, just be JC Jane, the woman that she is now, you know, mm. you hear that promo from Tuesday night and you're like, man, like there's potential there, you know, and right. she, you know, she gets on, you know, she talks about, um, you know, GG of course, and the attack. And it's funny. she's like, she's kind of like mocking the crowd. you know, she's like, you know, if I have to hear one more time saying, Oh, did you really have to kick her in the face yet that hard and she's like, yes, yes, yeah. I did. <laughs> and it was <laughs> a pretty stiff ass it,
1: kick, man. It was. It was. Yeah, it
0: was just the way she delivered everything. You know, yeah. she pretty much talked about, um, you know, telling the fans like, hey, like, no, this is the most important thing that I've ever said, um, you know, since I've been here. It's like, screw you. And she just goes along saying, no, you guys thought, you know, I, I didn't belong in Toxic Attraction, that I was the third wheel. And she's like, listen, you know, and, and look, you know, two days or two years later, excuse me, two years later, you know, look who's the last woman standing. And that mm-hmm. is yours truly. Just a really well done promo. And uh, I, and like I said, I definitely um, for someone who is not much involved with NXT as much, you know, of course, gone are the black and gold days. I mean, you really mm. can't go wrong with that with that era of wrestling. People like Tommaso Ciampa, people yep. like Johnny Gargano, people Adam Cole, even yep. I'll throw Karrion Cross in there, yep. and even others back in the day, like Velveteen Dream. Do you guys remember Velveteen? Yeah, Dream? yeah. Even, I understand personally; they have different, you know, perspectives about him. But you know, as a as a performer, the guy mm-hmm. was j- just as good as anybody. Yeah. Um. And yeah. And just as of late, like NXT just hasn't had that. You know, they went like all these colorful, bright lights, and they finally put all of that shit away with NXT 2.0, and now they're I guess they could say they're just—they're not really black and gold like the—the the colors. I guess are just black and just yellow or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, it's still yeah. not the same feel. But 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 look, I always say, uh, I always say this, guys. I will always give shows and feuds a chance. And from what I'm seeing with Toxic Attraction, I've been you know watching this this faction for for quite some time now, and they've given. Uh, the benefit of the doubt and they've given my respect to see where this, where this leads to, you know, going into, you know, WrestleMania weekend, which is probably what it's going to lead to uh, at a, probably at a takeover or something like that. But yeah, but yeah Brian, I'm going to send this off to you. You know, I know, I don't, I'm not sure how involved you are with NXT. Um, I know before we got on the air, you're not too familiar with toxic attraction, but I did send you the promo. Cause I definitely wanted to know what your, what your thought was about, um about you know jc jane and uh herself and where what uh mm-hmm. the potential that she might have and and this feud uh as a whole of course you know there's other stuff going on like grayson waller he's got some stuff going on with right shawn michaels which also seems potential there's actually like what actually feels like real heats like real actual friction between each other um and i like that i like that mm-hmm. a lot you know they you know nxt every now and then always does a good job with those types of uh environmental situations but yeah brian your thoughts about jc jane you know do you see her being bl- blossoming in, into a star maybe in the main roster in the future and where? and and uh what are your thoughts are with this feud in regards to leading up into wrestlemania weekend uh floor is yours take it away
1: yeah so uh, again um i haven't followed it until about the last month and a half when i knew i was going to that nxt live show just to i guess what's that been three weeks ago now um, You know, I started started picking it up a little bit more watching a little bit more. So, um yeah, I, I did. I didn't see it live, but I saw that clip you sent. Um And yeah, I, I loved it, man. She I think she she nailed it. And the, the segment the week before that, you know, the throwback to the to uh, Michael's turning on Janetti, I thought was a, a pretty nice touch. Um, so, yeah, I think. I think she could be, um, and there are a few people, uh, in NXT now I'm kind of following. Um, so toxic attraction was one of them. Uh, JD McDonough. I, I kind of like that dude. Um, you know, I've just kind of seen him again here for the last month or so. And I've, you know, went back and watched some of his stuff, but I'm liking him as well. Uh, as you mentioned, Grayson Waller, you know, he's, a you know, a possible up and coming star. Um, So yeah, there's a, I think there's a lot of good talent down there and, you know, in all honesty, you know, like we mentioned last, or I mentioned last week, I think even now that I'm just kind of getting on board and maybe it's a a newness factor in play as well, but you know, uh, as we'll get into it here, AEW show show was an improvement, but I think NXT right now is putting on better stuff consistently overall than AEW has been, um, My only question with with that is, like, I don't know why they do it with seemingly every superstar that is kind of, you know, that has kind of made themselves down there. They bring them up to the main roster and completely change the gimmick and even the name sometimes. And, you know, I don't know if it's a thing where, like, you're you're trying to harken back to old school days. Like, I I realize it's a sink or swim business and you got to – you know, you got to roll with the punches sometimes and you got to involve. But at the same time, why are you putting this crutch on your talent instead of, you know, at least introduce them as their character, who they've been in NXT, see where they can go with that on the main roster and, you know, maybe go from there. But just this, you know, immediately bring them up and change your name and change your look <laughs> for your, like how could you set them up for failure any more than that? You know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't know why they do that, but yeah, I, I like the storyline and where it's going and, and uh, we'll see where it continues and, and what happens with her.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Great take. Um, Yeah. Just, you know, we'll definitely, you know, in these cold opens, we'll definitely um talk about this more because like I said, there, there is, there is intrigue here, especially mm-hmm. with toxic attraction. And if, of course, you know, we mentioned Grayson Waller and his stuff going on with HBK. There seems like there's also potential there, but to me right now, the main attraction, no, no pun intended <laughs> um, is JC Jane right now and Gigi mm. Dolan. And it's going to be, you know, it's, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see whether they, they sink or swim, you right. know, and then, if they do get that opportunity in the main roster, you know, who knows? And that's why Brian, like, you know, and, and I know I can speak for a lot of fans, you know, it's like NXT. It's like, you know, if they're just going to be getting name change after name change and they get all this mm-hmm. and everything and creative, they just thrown away of what they, were they were known as an NXT, then what's the point of watching NXT? Right. I don't understand why they do that. That's just where my love for NXT has kind of just fallen off. But yeah. But it's feuds like JC Jane and GG Dolan that have a pulse that have a Mm -hmm. that have feel and a meaning behind it. Um it's definitely something I can get behind and definitely want to see where it goes. So we'll definitely continue to see where this leads to. And again, shout out to JC Jane. And, uh, and Gigi Dolan, I mean, JC Jane, just again, cutting a tremendous freaking promo. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. There's some potential with her delivery. Um, you know, def, I have to see her more in the ring as well. You know, of course, you know, of course, you know, I always talk about, <laughs> I always slander people like being great technical wrestlers, but guys, listen, you know, there, there's a, of course you need to be a good, a good wrestler in order you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a good performer. Right. But that's, it's, it's not just about that. Right. right, we it. But it's, it's about, just, it's a part of it. It's yeah, it's a part of the full package, like we right. talk about the full package, right? The the charisma, the mic skills, everything in mm-hmm. between. So, um, I do, but in regards to her in ring skills, you know, I do want to see her more, and hopefully, maybe you know, if they do put her in a match or two, um, you know, maybe like some squash match or something, and see what she does. Um, right, you know, definitely give me a better perspective on her. So. Um, Yeah, definitely intrigued to see where it goes. And like I said, shout out to JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. They continue Mm -hmm. to kill it. And it's going to be interesting to see where that uh, storyline goes as we get closer to Mania. And now it's time to talk about... uh... This shit show, isn't it, Brian? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a it's about that time. Um, a wee
1: bit of improvement, but still, yeah, not enough. It's yeah, it's
0: still pretty much a shit show,
1: honestly. Yeah.
0: Um, and, and and the first, the literally the very first match and segment kind of proves my point. And uh, let's just dive right into it, shall we? This so this was AEW Dynamite, uh, February fifteenth, twenty twenty three, in Laredo, Texas. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Our number Laredo. one. Was it? Uh, Loreto. Pre- Lare- oh, okay. I was just yeah. saying I knew. I had a feeling I was botching that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Our number one first matchup, quote, match. Just got to start the night off with a match, right? Is an eight-man tag. Eight-man. I, I mean. We're good. You guys, at the, you, quad, you hear, the quad hear, titles hear, are coming. <laughs> you you hear the eight-man, right? As soon as I see, you know what this shit's about to be. And that, and you're just thinking, why the fuck are we starting out of everything that Tony Khan has on this on on, on this show you start off with a fucking eight man tag mm-hmm. Th- this is what i meant guys about the cold open last episode this guy is just i, I don't know if he's that sh- if he's that freaking shot or he just doesn't give a fuck it's one of the two because clearly like this is this is the start of a show of somebody that just doesn't give a fuck or is that fucking clueless um i mean just uh, Just absolutely ridiculous, but anyway. So, this again, eight man tag match. This was uh, Jeff Jarrett, uh, Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sunjay, uh, versus Orange Cassidy, Billy Gunn, aka Daddy Ass, and the Acclaimed. Uh, this match was nine minutes. Uh, Sunjay's out there in a suit and tie, just in when he with the pencil and stuff in his hand. I guess Uh he's you know, pretty much playing the comedic jobber, pretty much of the group. Yeah. Uh, the the Gun Club, your new tag champions. I know it's it's freaking. I, I I'm still baffled as well. Uh, it's been a week later and I still can't yeah. get over it. Uh, again, that's no shade to the Gun Club, but again, we'll we'll talk more about the Gun Club as we get into the show. But they hit the stage. They're pretty much just there to, I guess, be a distraction as they hit the they hit the stage during the match. So Sanjay gets tagged in at one point during this match. I mean, guys, this is an eight-man tag. This is a bunch of schmozzery. This is a this is yep. nothing but a circus festival match. There's really nothing hardly to really review here. But Brian, I, I have to go over this, and then I'm I'm gonna have you start with what your thoughts are with this uh, with this shit show. Um, but guys, I literally so Max Max Caster tags in Bowens.
1: <laughs> I got the two, yeah.
0: And he has oh. Sanjay, and he's holding Sanjay's legs. What pretty much is like. At least over a minute. It's,
1: no, so Bowens, it was way longer. Yeah, way is, way longer. was it
0: like two? I was gonna say it, it, it was. It was that.
1: legit. It was at least three, even maybe like three to five somewhere in there. I mean,
0: guys, what the
1: yeah. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Max
0: Caster, who's not legal, he tags in Bowens. He's up. Bowens is up on the top rope. I think Jay Lethal gets involved and knocks him over the top rope. Then freaking daddy ass now is in the ring. Who's not even legal either? He's about to go up on the top rope. Meanwhile, Max Caster is still holding on to this guy's fucking legs. And Aubrey Edwards. And again, I love Aubrey Edwards. Shout out to her. She has a podcast and everything. Shout out to her. She's just standing there, just letting Mm -hmm. all of this bullshit happen. It's like, I mean, guys, what? This is why I can't stand tag team wrestling in AEW. It's a fucking circus. You don't know who's legal. You don't know who's not legal everyone's just you might as well announce every match a tornado tag you might as well <laughs> yeah. because there's no tag team rules there's no traditional but then there's the niche audience that are just gonna you know suck the you know what at a Tony Khan this is great oh this is a great start to the show it's like fucking a but so daddy daddy ass Billy Gunn he's now mm-hmm. now he's up on the top rope someone I think uh Satinam Singh also he knocks him off the top rope, so- or something, then Orange Cassidy hits him with an or hits somebody with an orange punch. I forgot who it was. And now well, happened- Cassidy's oh, in ahead. the middle of the ring and he's delivering his fucking shin kicks, you know, during the orange. Ca- I'm like, guys, these guys are not legal. These they're not legal competitors. And then yeah. finally, and then finally, Bowens gets back in the ring. I think I forgot what the finish of this was. I he pins Sanjay. For the win. So, Bowens, who was the actual legal competitor, fucking fifty thousand years later, gets yeah. back into the ring and pins Sanjay. I think it was the uh, what? What do they call it? Uh, it, it was, uh,
1: like, it's the uh, shiver me timbers. The shiver me timbers
0: when Max Caster <laughs> writes. So they finally yeah. deliver. So after all of that bullshit, finally Bowens delivers the fucking the fucking shiver me timbers, whatever the fuck you want to call it, and and wins this match. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then they do their their scissoring celebration and i'm just like oh great guys what did i just watch in the last five minutes of this match guys i I can't
1: i feel you man i feel you i I don't know what i
0: don't know what to say anymore guys i feel like i'm repeating myself and i I feel again i feel bad for the listeners because i feel like i say this every week because i pretty much do i I mean this is nothing but hurting and diminishing tag team wrestling. You know, Brian, you just talked about, you know, Rock and Roll Express and even last mm-hmm. week we talked about British the British Bulldogs, the Road Warriors, you
1: Heart know, Hard Foundation.
0: Hard Foundation, all of these great tag teams that developed, you know, that was good old-fashioned traditional tag team wrestling. And now you just have a bunch of freaking gy- gymnasts because that's what they are, guys. This is what yeah. wrestling is today. They're a bunch of fucking gymnasts. They're not wrestlers. They're they're a bunch of gymnasts that needs to get their spots. Right. We Mm. need we need people to flip over the top rope. We need non-legal competitors to jump this way and jump that way. It's fucking ridiculous. And (laughs) I guys I can go on for hours harping about this. But but like I might not I might not have a voice by the time I get to this next segment. So, Brian, I'm just going to send this off to you. uh, Your thoughts uh, on this match before we get into this next segment
1: uh yeah i mean i'm I'm much of the same agreement i mean this was just a pure like comedy shtick match and why you have your number one tag team in the in your company right now who had just you know just lost the belts but held them for i can't remember how long why you have them in this match is freaking beyond me man i i don't know um yeah, like I said, so it starts off with the eight-man tag, and my first thought is like, you know, fuck, here come the, the quad tag team champions now. We gotta create those belts. So you know, just go to just have, I don't know, the freaking battle royal champion every week or some shit. I like what the fuck are we doing? Um the high points were, you know, Max Caster. I thought the rap was pretty good coming out, as it usually is.
0: Oh yes, here let me let me. I I want to read this in this rap because it's actually fun. <laughs> Again, guys, the after this, bro, I couldn't give us, I couldn't give a single shit about this tag match. The only thing entertaining whenever I see, whenever I watch a Dynamite, is listening to Max Caster rap because it's <laughs> fucking entertaining. Um, yeah, this is he mentions uh Jerry Jerry Jarrett um actually in this in this rap he's like yo Jeff. I heard the news. That's too bad. Your dad was a legend, but you're just a douchebag. <laughs> and then yeah, he goes on to talk about the ass boys and getting the, uh, you know, Max yeah. Caster being Max Caster. I mean, people still get a, you know, he still gets a, a good pop from the crowd whenever he delivers these lines in his raps. Uh, and that's what I mean, man, about the acclaimed, like, dude, how, how do you sit in a boardroom? Right. And think, <laughs> And you look at this tag match for the fact that we had a tag match in the, in a Dynamite. You know, you don't, you know, you have a pay per view called Revolution, and like literally at that time it was three weeks. Like, oh, yeah. let's just save it for, uh, let's just save it for the pay per view. Tony, Tony's like, nah, we have to have this on Dynamite, right? And not only that, <laughs> let's put the title on the Gun Club. Because that's what's going to get asses in seats. That's what's going to make our house shows. By the way, spoiler alert, they're going to do house shows soon. Yeah, that's yeah. really going to fucking help this company. Oh, my fucking Lord. I they mean, might they as better well, change it up. Might as well call Dynamite a house show because that's what this freaking yeah, show yeah. is. It's just a house show, just a bunch mm-hmm. of great matches. There's nothing different between a house show and a dynamite show, anyway. Yeah. But how do you sit in a boardroom and say putting the titles on the guns is what's best for business in AEW? I don't know. While the crowd is so, he- I, I, I'm done. I, I, I harped <laughs> about that last week. If you want to hear my rant about that, just listen to, to last week's uh, last week's episode. But Brian, continue before we get into this next. Uh,
1: the only other spot that I had in here, um, well, I guess a couple. I mean, again, it was a comedic match for for the most part. The I, I can't even call them high bright spots or just something that was. Um, I guess kind of impressive to see, you know, Satnam Singh is a freaking giant of a man. And any time you get like somebody of that size, just throwing dudes around. It's, you know, it it's, it's kind of, I, I'm okay with that. The real high point of the match for me was uh, yeah. So right before Max Caster does his thing. So orange Cassidy hits um, Sanjay Dutt with like the orange punch. Right. Sanjay's Dutt's selling of that, (laughs) it was beautiful. It was funny as shit. That was the best part of the freaking match, is his sell for that. Um, And then, yeah, it goes into the Max Caster, you know, trying to set up for, you know, one of their kind of finishing moves. And like you said, like, Bowen gets up there, he gets pushed off. Billy Gunn gets up there, he gets pushed off. Then Orange Cassidy does his whole little, you know, kick shtick, which, and then he goes up to the top rope. He gets pushed off and then ultimately Bowens comes back. So you ran through the whole damn team climbing up to the the top rope while Max and Sanjay are just sitting there for, it it was definitely over three minutes. I, I don't know exactly how long it was, but in a spot like that, that is freaking forever. Just sitting there holding the dude while you're trying to execute this move. It was freaking ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, you know, just a silly match. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't mind, like, you know, considering um Jerry Jarrett, you know, if you wanted to start the show with Jeff Jarrett and, and even, I, I would have been okay if you made some kind of announcement because I know, like, Jarrett and, and Jay Lethal are in the same faction, but Jay Lethal as well coming up through TNA has a long history with the Jarrett family. So if you wanted to have, like, a tribute match or something like that, with like Jay and Jarrett like that would have been so much better than this bullshit like I don't know man, but yeah, it was just silly and just waiting for the the day the quad tag team champions arrive. <laughs> yeah, again,
0: you, you might as well should have played. Freaking circus music! Yeah, and, and it's that whole spiel <laughs> happened because that's what it was. It was a fucking yeah, ex- exactly right. Just, <laughs> just play the music. Yeah, I I can hear it in my head now. It's like you know, it's replaying over and over in yeah. my head. Like you might as well just play it, guys, because that's what this was. It was a fucking circus. Um, and also shout out to to Jeff Jarrett because uh, obviously going through a yeah a rough time. Which I mean, the fact that he was able to compete in this match because I'm sure that he's going through it. Uh, with this with this thing sure. So again, shout out to him. You know, I'm sure he. I'm sure Tony Khan, you know, or, you know, executives asked him, he's like, Hey, are you you sure you're okay to do this match? And then Jeff Jarrett's like, Hey, the show must go on. Let's, let's fucking go. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, shout out to him, you know, cause I know a lot of people in that situation probably wouldn't wrestle there. Um, But yeah, but shout out to Jeff Jarrett for doing that. So um, I think he, he deserves, you know, I know he wasn't the the biggest star in his prime, but I think Mm -hmm. he, He's someone I think is very underappreciated. His fingerprint
1: um, is all over the business, and and it's just it can't it, it always will be. You know what I mean? Absolutely. He's just one of those guys. His family, you know, him and his dad. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Second match, we go into a to- a Texas Tornado Tag Match. So a- that we w just now saw before ex-
1: two in a row, basically two Texas Tornado so Tag. A- but
0: now you have an excuse now because tornado's in the name, so now yeah. they get away with it. But right. it's pretty much just like any other tag match in this fucking company. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, guys, you have John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli versus Roosh and Preston Vance. Is that the guy from? What <laughs>
1: is
0: that? Is that the ten guy from fricking uh from the Dark Order? I want to say, uh, I don't I know. know. I,
1: I because guys, honestly, the, I couldn't tell you. Yeah, who the I don't fuck know.
0: Is a Prince a Preston Vance like that's the like seriously? When yep. you guys, you have a we have a pay per view in two weeks, you're gonna put Preston Vance in this. fucking, I, moving on. Um, yeah, so again, listen, this what listen was the match won at times? Okay, yes. But, guys, what is this doing for the pay-per-view? Like, what is this doing for John Moxley? W- what is this doing for like, for, for anybody? Like, what mm-hmm. is this doing to get excited about next week or the pay-per-view? It's doing fucking nothing. Oh, but Texas saw a great tornado tag. Okay, you see a tornado tag every fucking week because there's no tag team rules in <laughs> yeah. this fucking
1: company. That, anyway. that is their tag team division. Virginia. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: so, um, So, Vance and Roosh, they attacked Mox and Claudio before the match. They were in the crowd. Um and they they started pretty much the match early in the crowd again physical no doubt it was there, there was oh, some yeah, fun spots yeah. in there there's there's no doubt Um, but again I can just go to a fucking bingo hall right down the freaking street and say the same shit with no mm-hmm. freaking storyline because that's what this was. Um, Adam Page is watching backstage. Um, during this match, um, Vance. This was a pretty cool spot. Vance speared Mox. Um, outside, he was Mox was standing on the ring apron, and he spears him onto the outside and landing onto roosh and uh and claudio there mm-hmm. uh for that spear spot um i don't remember this dude's name but it's roosh's manager jose is that his uh, yeah i didn't catch his he name gets either gets involved yeah. yuda then gets involved and he t- he starts taking him out they brawl i guess backstage or something or some shit mm-hmm. um the finish was actually i actually like this finish it was Mox. He had a barb, he uh, not barbed wire, but just a chain, just a regular chain. Mm. And he's choke and he chokes the shit out of Vance. And pretty much, I, I think he passed out or tap. I think he, did he tap out? I'm pretty sure. I couldn't even out? really
1: see if he tapped out, but either I know they way, like it was. Pass out finish a lot. Yeah, the Pass right. out
0: finish. It has a place, but I know they do that a whole shit ton of times, but yeah. But yeah, actually a decent, decent freaking finish. I actually was a fan of the finish. I thought it was a pretty cool finish. You know, that's, that's up Moxley's character there. So I I don't mind that at all. So um but yeah Moxley wins the match and Claudio wins the match. And then post match um up on the Tron, Butcher and Blade are attacking Paige backstage. Uh, as well as Kip Sabian because he has a match with right. Page later in the night. And that was that was it. Got guys, what did what did this accomplish at all? So we went through 15 minutes of this match and nothing <laughs> Nothing got us intrigued about the pay-per-view about anything that's going on with Moxley or hangman page for that matter. It was just a good tornado tag or just a, you might as well again, call it a traditional tag because again, (laughs) there's no tag team company say AEW in a fucking nutshell. I I really don't have much to say. I'm already disgusted as it is. It's just like, I I can't stand just filling up your show with bullshit like this that have nothing to do with your pay-per-view at all Mm -hmm. or that's nothing intriguing about the pay-per-view at all yeah like what the fuck are we doing you're putting preston guys it's preston vance does anybody know who the fuck preston vance is you know there's probably oh the AEW niche is probably like oh it's it's 10 from the dark order okay try telling your casual fans that Right. Because again, guys, I don't just. When is the last
1: time we've seen anybody in Dark Order in a match? I mean, right. they've like, had backstage ex- segments. Exactly. But... Like,
0: Dark Order is hardly on television. So, how the fuck would anybody know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, how are casual fans? And again, I, I'm not thinking from just my perspective, guys, because I understand, you know, if someone like me, obviously watching AEW and has been watching from the beginning, I know who, who Preston Vance is, of mm-hmm. course, you know, but. Again, I'm speaking from a different perspective because a lot of people are going to be like, who? Who the fuck is this guy? And yeah, why is exactly. he on Dynamite? Right. You know what I'm saying? And why are you putting him in this this crazy tornado tag? That, so just paired him, him with Just because. Right. So, like, I, I don't. I just, I, like, can can somebody give me a fucking story? <laughs> give me a story about pre- this pressed advanced dude. Like yeah. something, a backstory or something, but oh no, they gave it to you. They gave it to you on on Twitter. They gave it to you on Twitter on social media. You know, or it's like oh, because there's a backstory about how oh how Moxley over the past as as ten from the Dark Order, he beat he beat him and gave him stitches in his head. You know, oh, it's like my my mother was in tears or something, and like I'm like God, I'm like what the, what does that have to cause? It, yeah, it just nothing makes sense, and then they throw this match in. I'm like, okay, if you want to put backstory in there, okay, cool. But then you throw them in the match together right in the snap of a finger and expect me to just care.
1: Yeah. I I don't get it. I just don't (laughs) get
0: it. Brian, your thoughts before we move on.
1: So uh, right before this match, uh, Danielson had cut it. It looked like probably a pre-tape promo. Um, I didn't write any lines that he that he said down, but I thought it was a pretty darn good promo. I just you know, he was uh, pretty emotional about everything, and uh, yeah, that's all. Well, I guess we did see Danielson one time later in the night, but um, yeah, just want to throw that in there. It was a pretty pretty good promo, but yeah, getting into the match. Um, so, yeah, like you said, they uh, Mox and Claudio get attacked. You know, before the match starts outside. They go to a commercial break, right? They come back and they're finally getting into the ring and the bell rings. James, what do you think is the first thing they do when the bell rings? What's the first thing? (laughs) Freaking chops, man. Like chops
0: and the blows. Brian, I think I counted probably five to six times that they did that. Like legit. Guys, and here's the thing. (sighs) We talk about this stuff, right? Yes, it has a place right? Like chops, like, you know, back and forth. There's chop. There's a place, but guys,
1: but not when it's did every this, match, they multiple did, it's, times. It's,
0: you see this first of all, every week, that's bad enough, mm-hmm. but they, in this match in particular, they did this. I want to say Brian five to six times Yeah. where they just stand in the ring and they just deliver chop after chop. And then but I'm like, okay, like guys, like I, I've seen this spot. Now you've done this spot for six, seven fucking times. Like, well, like what are we doing and i yeah. see this every week you got to you got to you got to do something different and in particular and
1: with Moxley and Danielson every single damn yeah. match it's going to be 3 to 6 times that they both do that
0: i tell you as soon as i saw that i'm like brian must be freaking loving this because this <laughs> is just something that AEW fans uh, i guess just freaking love and they just want to see right they just want to see yeah. every week just those same freaking chops and the same type of shit Like, you know, yeah, I I immediately thought about you, Brian, when I freaking saw that. I'm like, oh,
1: fuck, here we go. Uh, So, so, yeah, going on. Yeah, the hangman backstage, you know, kind of break ins there. eh, I I didn't like it. And I I don't know. I I guess I I give them props for trying to continue a storyline. So that's good. Um, But yeah, that just I don't know. That seemed weird to me. Just Paige standing back there. I, you know, I, I haven't found the, the, the proper way to describe him, but Moxley said it later on. It's, it, he's like an emo cowboy and I just am not, I'm not behind it. So he's just sitting there like mean mugging the TV, like, okay, bro. Um, so again, they go to another commercial break. They come back and now Moxley's busted over open, open cause freaking, of course he is. It's a John Moxley match. Uh, later on in the match, uh, Vance, uh, I can't even think of his last name now, but Vance gets busted open as well.
0: Preston Preston Vance, that's his last name. Preston Vance is his last name,
1: yeah. Okay, Preston Vance, uh, he gets busted open as well. And he's, I mean, he's pretty, he's bleeding pretty damn good there. Um, and yeah, the choke out with the chain, I mean, given from what the match was, yeah, that was a, a pretty good ending to it. Again, your typical, even throw Claudio Castagnoli in there, like. You know when Moxley and Castagnoli have a match, it's there's going to be some stiff shit in there. Uh, of course, Moxley is always going to get busted open. Um, I will say this about Mox: like it's like human nature.
0: He just it's like you know expect yeah. you know, pe- you know, every match you know, John Moxley is just going to get busted open. You know, you know, you wake up in the morning, you go to work, you know, and then you come home, yep. and then <laughs> yeah. there's John Moxley bleeding in a in a,
1: in a wrestling <laughs> right. match. Um, I, I will give him credit here. where like, you know, a, again, it's not that I, I don't, I, I, he's one of my favorites in that company. It's just getting to the point with me now where it's starting to get a little stale, um, just cause it's so redundant. And so it's, and I, I get it that you're stick stick and I'll give it to him. He's argued at, at, at what he does and the type of match matches he has, He's arguably the best in the world at that. I mean, Danielson might come close, but I, I would still give it to Moxley. And I'm there's a, probably a, a two or three, or maybe a handful of people over in New Japan uh, that could probably, you know, consistently pull off matches like that. But yeah, for for what he does, John Moxley is, you know, his style. He is at the top of his game, so I got to give him credit for that. And I'm a fan. I'm just, I'm just souring on it. And again, just in a texas tornado with preston vance and Rouge. again no storyline no no whatever uh and we'll no get care. into yeah no yeah um, there's just no care again heading into a-, a pay-per-view why why is anybody going to buy the shit like there's nothing there other than the danielson mjf legit story that is it mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah that's it's it shame. man it's a
0: shame up next, we had Wardlow uh, in an interview with Jim Ross, um, and he's pretty much talking about his relationship with Samoa Joe, and he talks about his father, um, and and he talks about the history of why his hair is long, and how it represents his his father, and he's like, you know, it's Samoa, and, and he's you know, he says along the lines of, you know, Samoa Joe took that from me, you know, cutting his ponytail or whatever mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And he's like, you will not survive me, you know, acting all tough. I'm Wardlow. Right. <laughs> like, fucking God. Um, I'm going to have you start this off, uh, Brian, because I got some words to say about this. But floor is yours. Take it away.
1: So I always generally kind of cringe at these type of segments where, and it's, it's an old play throughout wrestling. And let, let me first state, you know, start off by saying this if this is actually a true heartfelt thing from Wardlow and not an angle they're going, then okay. You know, he lost his father to cancer. Like who wouldn't be devastated? And you saw pictures of his father. And so he wanted to grow his hair out just as a, as a reminder to be close or, you know, things like that. If it's a real story, fine. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to shit over somebody's personal life and reasons why they have a connection, but if it's, if it's an angle you're working here. Oh God, damn. (laughs) Like it just, so you're going to, so again, it's a, it's a, an old kind of story that they've used throughout history, bringing up some, some kind of family involvement and some tragedy. Um, I think when it worked that probably the best two times was undertaker Kane. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Um, but generally speaking, to me, I, like I said, I just cringe at those segments because it's again, if it's just a story you're making up, it's so lame. And, and to to make the, you know, again Samoa Joe and Warlow, these two huge monsters of a guy, and now now you're going to be fighting because you cut my hair. <sighs> okay, again, I'm not sh- if if that's a real thing, I'm not shitting on it. You do you, Wardlow, and more props to you. Um, but yeah, I just thought again, it's it's kind of it's just un- not necessary. You could build a story between them two so many other ways. Yeah. So
0: no, absolutely, yeah, and and that's I'm, I'm with you with in this in this regard. Look, if it's if the story is true, then hey, props to Wardlow. I'm glad that he's adding something personal in his life. That's yeah, that's that's fine. I don't mind that. But this is this is the best you have for Wardlow and Snow. Right. Guys, guys, we're talking Wardlow and Samoa yep. Joe,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and this is the shit they come up with <laughs> yeah. in a backstage, Br- Brian, and like I, an intimate backstage Jim Ross interview. Enough, like it's what? bad enough that they were War Joe, <laughs> and that fucking, and then they. They had the turn, which was good, which was actually a decent turn. Yes. But, but you throw Will Hobbs in that fucking in that scene, which was like, okay, you, they're in a triple threat, and now they're and then have we seen
1: Will Hobbs since? I mean, again, it and just Samoa and Samoa <laughs> Joe's looked like a
0: clown because he's won the title, he's lost the title, and now he's won it back, and now he's going to face Wardlow for it. Mm-hmm. Now at now at Revolution, it's like, what what is like, how is. Uh, this TNT title situation is already a just a freaking. It's just it's it's the same people. It's just like you're, yep. you're going to see Wardlow, you're going to see Samoa Joe, you're going to see who knows. Darby Allen might get thrown into there at some point in this in this freaking match. Who knows? You might freaking see Will Hobbs return and he comes into this again <laughs> because yep. I mean they're already doing it with the tag titles at Revolution. Oh, and I'm gonna freaking get into that.
1: <laughs> yes, um, yes.
0: But God, listen, if you want to get in, like y- you have Wardlow. Sitting down in an interview, if this is seriously personal, Brian Wardlow is sitting down. He's got a smile on his face, and he's talking about his fuck, bro. If anybody, if there is a semblance of my family that somebody fucking disrespects, I'm going to wait for your ass in the parking lot, and until (laughs) you come through into the arena, I'm going to beat your ass. Like this is Wardlow, have him wait in the parking lot if it's that personal. For Samoa Joe, if you want to add his father into this man, fine, and, and make the make the 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 storyline feel personal, have Samoa Joe mm-hmm. be Samoa Joe and talk shit about his freaking father for ten minutes, yeah. and then Wardlow comes down like, okay, I thought this was just business, but now it seems like it's it's personal. I'm I'm really about to like whip the shit out of you now. Mm-hmm. You know, you involve maybe like EVPs or like security holding them back, and maybe like something. Like, yeah. just something that's simplistic. Wardlow's in an interview, like, oh, you cut my hair, and no, oh, you won't survive me, man. And,
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, the that's fuck? the overall, like I This like I is said, the I, best you got? Yeah.
0: Seriously, it, this is coming from Tony Khan's fucking do piece. This is the best you have for, mm-hmm. for Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is not a hard. He's your TNT champion. He can't even get on the show. Yep. He's, your, he's supposed to be your mid card champion. He's not even on the show. You could, I would have had him just talk shit about Wardlow's father for ten fucking minutes. But you have Wardlow in a bullshit two minute freaking interview about his fucking ponytail. Give me a fucking break, like fucking A, dude. God, yep. Yep. I can't disagree with any of that. Clueless, they're yeah. clueless, or they just don't give a shit. I feel you. Unbelievable. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? yep does, does that tell that that irritates me just just <laughs> it's just a little bit it oh i'm irritated as
1: shit too with it it just it just shit is all over the place it's and all over
0: it's me. just a mess yeah it's a complete mess um and yeah and yes guys by the way that match is official uh Wardlow and samoa joe at revolution well Yep. after this freaking interview brian i'm so excited to see it now yeah yes. <laughs> oh my lord Third match of the night, we have Mark Briscoe. Best Mark Briscoe match of the night. Versus, uh, versus Josh Josh Woods. Josh Woods, yep. Uh, apparently, this guy is a long-time <clears> rival. <throat> guys, who is Josh Woods? <laughs> who is this guy? I didn't even know who he was. He got a jobber entrance, for fuck's sake. Yeah. I mean, guys, why are the, these guys are on a dynamite? This is supposed to be your main attraction type of a show mm-hmm. you have a josh woods you're having motherfuckers in this in this card that nobody hardly anybody knows right <laughs> like but then but oh but lance archer he's not on television lance archer had to reach out on twitter and said hey it's been 50 some odd days since my yep. last match or appearance not by choice and guess yeah. who has been the one person out a few people brian that we've talked about not being on the show who's been that one person
1: um Lance Archer. Archer. Oh yeah, yeah. We've definitely mentioned him. Yeah, for sure. yeah, I know. Is that right? a
0: coincidence? <laughs> I think not. Because what have we been saying, guys, for weeks? Why it's is Lance so much Archer talent. not on the show? Why right. is Eddie Kingston on the show? But we have room for Josh Woods. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> oh, god. Anyway. Nine minute match or about under nine minutes was this match. Mm-hmm. Again, good to see Mark Briscoe. I'm glad that they're, yep. you know, they're giving, you know, he's on AEW Dynamite. He is, he's officially all elite now. Yeah. Uh, Tony Khan that tweeted after this show got off the air. So he's officially a part of the AEW family. Um, Davari, Ari, Davari, and Nice got involved um early on this match, and the Lucha Bros come out. Again, mm-hmm. guys, just so random. It's just so odd
1: well there's a there's a history between between the briscoes and the lucha brothers you know again this is roh stuff you know is it okay well
0: again it was just i i I don't know to me it was just yeah i mean listen i yeah i mean i guess if you want a ted and R. okay but still it's just like it's just like the loot like i don't like if you're gonna have them for the save like like again, but he, and again, I'm 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 talking from a casual fans perspective. There's people that watch this platform that watch AW Dynamite that don't watch ROH because mm-hmm. that's the thing. It's just like God, sure, like nobody. There's not a lot of casual fans that watch ROH, so we can't just expect to know who this guy Josh or Fink I guess what the history is between Lucha Bros and Mark Briscoe. Like we, uh, or, or the they, Brisco they, it, might, it might even
1: be. it might even I. I'm not sure if I'm right. If it was ROH, if they if the Briscoes and Lucha Brothers ever fought each other, it was probably in AAA. Actually, okay, yeah. So even still,
0: like, no, I mean, hardly. Right, right. I don't even watch AAA. I don't even watch it. I'll be honest with you guys. Yeah, I, don't. I, mean, I try to I, keep I, up I with the To do that, I try to yeah. keep up with it and stuff and see what's going on. But like, I'm not watching the shows. Hardly as any casual fan. So again, right? It's like Josh Woods. It's like who the like who the fuck is that? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It's just, and then Lucha Bros, like it's just, I, I, don't. It's like they expect you to know, like, like oh the save, like oh it's like why did they save him? Like oh well, they'll well, doofus, don't you know the history between so and so? Like guys, <laughs> and I, I don't work, know. I, I don't, work you know, I'm jobs. not some right. I, I work I just... two jobs. I work as a professional, a uh, uh, personal trainer, and I work as a baseball instructor. I do this podcast. I cover Monday Night Raw, SmackDown, AW NXT, and other play. Do you think I had the fucking time <laughs> or the pay to, to to know who the fuck Josh Woods is, right? And to know the the year history of the Lucha Bros and the brick. Come on, yeah. Like seriously, like I, I mean, my god. A- anyway, so um, there was a corkscrew suplex from the apron that looked pretty devastating. That was a pretty that uh, I that was like a big highlight of this match. Definitely yeah. looked like it was. Looked pretty devastating. Looked pretty badass. Pretty badass move. I mean, you know Mark Briscoe. He'll he'll go out there and freaking take any bump any, any yep. day of the any day of the week. Um, yeah, Briscoe wins this match via the elbow drop from the top rope and he wins this match. Um look, um I, I look, it's good to see Brisco, Mark Briscoe on television. Uh, was the match decent? Okay, yes, it was decent to good. Okay. What is this doing for revolution? What is mm-hmm. this doing for your pay per view? What, what what is again? I, I, listen, this is this hard for me to say because I like Mark Briscoe? It's good to see him on AEW television. F- fucking finally, right? Yeah. After being stuck in ROH, you know, and his brother, you know, now it took his his brother to pass for this dude to finally be on AEW Dynamite television. But whatever, that was a a topic that we talked about weeks ago when, when, uh, right. when Jay Briscoe um um uh, passed. Uh, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's just, what is this doing for your pay-per-view? You're wasting nine minutes of everyone's life that they're not going to get back. Right. Yes, it's good to see Mark Briscoe. I get it. I understand that there's, there's AEW fans that watch ROH. I get that as well. But there is a pay-per-view called AEW Revolution. And this <laughs> match did nothing to get anybody excited does that make sense to everybody or am I talking to a freaking wall? Because there's still people in this niche audience that still don't get it. They just mm-hmm. see, oh, Mark Briscoe, this was a banger. This was great. AEW was awesome. What is this doing for the pay-per-view, guys? What nothing. is it doing? It's doing nothing. Brian, go yeah. ahead. The floor is yours.
1: Um, so, yeah, from my standpoint, I mean, I was happy to see Mark Briscoe. And, you and know, I was happy too. Yeah. Happy I was to, too. Yeah. to know he's, he's part of the AEW roster now. Um, that being said, again, I can understand the, and yeah, I didn't really know who Josh Woods was or, um, you know, I, I knew of, you know, I, I knew they had faced each other in ROH, but I, I don't know like how high on the list that would have been a rival to the Briscoes. Um, but it's as, like, as far like as the
0: rest, it's like they expect you to know who this guy is. Right and he's on your dynamite oh it's job. i mean guys he got a jobber entrance that that tells you everything (laughs) you need to know and it's like you expect to know who josh woods is and throw into your dynamite like god like come on man this is why your ratings are where
1: they are in the fucking shitter yeah (laughs) um yeah where was i going with it oh the uh so uh, again as far as the wrestling uh, a, a traditional wrestling match goes I think this again it wasn't a great match or whatever but for what the show was this was the best match of the night in my opinion um you know i, I love the, the the kung uh redneck kung fu uh that the briscoes do it's just a funny spot you know i, I think too, when yeah. they do that
0: I, do, I like that spot too yeah
1: um and then even the the froggy bow for the for the win there um yeah that's a pretty is that what it's called i was like the I froggy, froggy bow, bow yeah yeah i was like i <laughs>
0: I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot the name. I I remember the name, and I forgot the name. Yeah, I just I, was like, I just wrote an elbow drop because I forgot what the name was. Yeah, that's it. It rang a bell once you said that. So yeah.
1: So, again, um, I I think it was the match of the night simply because AEW has been such shit lately, you know. And again, the Lucha Brothers coming out there. First of all, like, yeah, I don't know why Tony Nese and the other guy were out there, but then Lucha Brothers come out there for the save. You know, and you know, I I don't want to see it happen. Um, and I don't know the, you know, I just this is off the top of my head, really, as I was kind of thinking about how it all went down. Like, obviously, Mark Briscoe is traditionally a tag team wrestler. You got the Lucha Brothers, who just did the the whole, you know, best out of seven, you know, whatever with All Elite because I have no faith in AEW right now, like I can see them putting Mark Briscoe with the Lucha brothers going after the elite again for the trios tag titles, which is just going to be fucking shit, man. (laughs) But I don't know what else to say. I mean, I really truly hope that, you know, if Mark Briscoe was here, um, you know, he's going to get some type of push. But again, with all of these guys, it's like, you see them with the exception of, maybe moxley jericho mjf and danielson all of these guys in AEW, like you'll see them once and then you ain't going to see them again for three weeks so what the fuck man i you know i don't know um i will say it was my favorite wrestling match of the night but um you know yeah not a whole lot to get invested in
0: no no absolutely absolutely not Again, it does nothing for your pay per view. It's like, it's yeah, like, it's like Tony. I think Tony Khan forgets. Like, it's like, oh snap, I have a pay per view in two weeks. Um, yeah, this <laughs> match might not have been the best decision to put on. Again, I guys, I can go on for hours, but I think you guys understand my point. This is doing nothing to to pump up your your pay per view, and it's doing right. nothing for also your weekly television because no one can can gravitate to, towards anybody mm-hmm. in a feud or a storyline, and it's just. Just like you, like we always say, redundancy. You know, yep. Adam Cole is in a backstage interview with uh with Renee Paquette. You know, is just talking about his condition, his you know from his concussion that he's been dealing with and his other minor injuries that he's had. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that he's excited to be back, even though he came back three weeks ago and he's been in a freaking hiatus and now he's back again, just weird. Um, yeah, you know he'll you know he's excited to to get back into the ring. Um, yeah, just again, just playing the playing the big baby face now is that's pretty much what his character is now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save some quotes that I have in this in this interview because it's I, I laughed. I literally legit like laughed out loud when I heard one of these quotes. But Brian, I'm going to have you start this off your thoughts with uh, with Adam Cole. I mean, are you even excited to see? I mean, I unless I, I know it's Adam Cole. Where it's, it's good mm-hmm. to see Adam Cole, but like, yeah, like where do you think they're going to to put him like in a feud wise like where do you see him going like do you see him just being thrown into a trios tag do you see him just tagging with bringing back Bobby Fish and freaking uh, right and those and that crew again like, like what do you think man the floor is yours so I'll let you start.
1: yeah I think he'll be a singles wrestler Um I don't have much about this I mean I wasn't too impressed about it literally the only thing I would or could be excited about um, and again, this is just who knows if they'll even do it. Like I'd be down for a um Adam Cole uh Mark Briscoe feud again, but you got to tell a story. You can't like, don't just fucking put them on a have them have a match on Dynamite one night and then never again. You know, build a freaking story. But if that you know now that Briscoe's with AEW, Adam Cole might be coming back soon. I mean, that's one feud that. Again, book properly, telling a story, I could really be behind that, but other than that, I have no idea where, where he's gonna go or could go. So yeah, not not a whole lot to say there.
0: Yeah, before we get <laughs> before we get into the second hour, I have to mention what Adam Cole says in this sentence. <laughs> I didn't write I, any you quotes. You might, now, might but... Brian, you might know what I'm about to say here. So he mentions the AEW roster, and he's like, "I am so oh, excited to wrestle right. in this roster. Our rest, our roster has never looked better. It's stacked."
1: And it is, but you're not using them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but like again, <laughs> here's why I laugh. Yes, you're right. They're not using them properly, of course. Yeah. But guys, like, I mean, listen, uh, like, let let me break down some of these competitors, like some of these wrestlers that have been on. AW Television, like outside of Mox, outside of Page, out, outside of those people, right? right. Take a shit, ah, <laughs> right. That that's one. Action and Ready. There's another one. Top Flight, or one of the two, right? Now you have Josh Woods, AR mm-hmm. Fox, uh, freaking, uh, freaking what else? Freaking dipshit Duganheimer, freaking Bandito, freaking like. But yet nobody is using freaking Eddie Kingston again. Nobody's using Lance Archer. Because they're pretty much on a milk carton at this point, but yeah. yet outside of you know, but forget those people, those people, these carbon copy, gymnasts in tights and freaking six pack abs, those pe- it's stacked. Those people in that roster, oh, it's stacked. Mm-hmm. Who are you bullshitting, Adam? <laughs> Who the fuck told? They must have paid you a freaking high amounts of money to say that bullshit to me, because that's what it is. It's it's bullshit, like like what are you trying? like what is this company trying to sell to me
1: yeah honestly well I mean I don't think he's not wrong but yeah they're just not putting them in spot I'm
0: not saying that the the roster is not doesn't have potential right I'm not saying that like I like I mentioned like there are people like Eddie Kingston Lance Archer you know Miro Alistair Black Black. all of these other people from the past but like they're not being used but yet Mm -hmm. here's what you are using ar fox action Andretti, bandito take a Shitta freaking josh woods freaking preston vance those (laughs) people right in this roster is stacked
1: yeah like i feel you you trying to sell
0: to me like (laughs) seriously like like honest to god it's just i i don't i don't understand and i'm just so baffled and i'm to the point where i'm just i yeah. don't know what to say anymore no i hear you man what this company is just trying to sell to me and it's just listen like look i know that the, the, the guys this is where I, uh, this is where i'm at with aw where i just I, I don't know what else to say anymore but anyway look it's good to see adam cole uh, him as a baby face i mean I'll give it a chance. You know, I think Adam Cole, he does deserve the benefit of the doubt. I I just don't – I just, again, like you mentioned, Brian, I don't trust this company to get it right. They haven't gotten – I mean, bro, he comes back, like what? I want to say a month ago? Yeah, three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, probably. He's not seen for two to three weeks. That's like, oh, James, but he's been injured. Okay, why did you have him return? He literally announces, Brian – I am back and <laughs> yeah. in, in ready to freaking wreck. You don't hear from, him for another three weeks, but now yep. here he is again, talking about his condition. I thought he was back. I thought he was freaking ready to go. Apparently not. So all of that momentum, right? He was in our honorable mentions, Brian, because mm-hmm. of the promo that he cut and how passionate it was. And instead of building off of that, you put him off for two to three weeks. And now we expect to have that same feel and momentum for him. Like, yeah. I don't get it. Are we shot? <laughs> are, like, are we that clueless? Yep. And again, this is Adam Cole. And I. this is why I'm ranting and raving because it's Adam Cole, dude. This dude has proven in NXT and over in WWE that this Absolutely. guy can be
1: something. And even in, in his starting, I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was the greatest, but I was following. I was invested in a, um, Adam Cole when he, you know, before he got injured.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, it's just, it's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, you have talent that could. That, that, that could take this 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 company to new heights and they're either not being used properly or they're being or thrown at a all. rampage and dark or exactly not even at all so mm-hmm. I can go again I could go on for hours <laughs> screaming into this microphone but again we got a we got a show to finish here and it's time to get into the second hour. So yep. hour number two probably now listen if you guys want to hear positive talk well you're about to hear it right now because spoiler it involves MJF shocked I think not right Um, let's talk about it MJF hits the ring um picture in picture the guy's just taunting the crowd he's flipping everybody off he's freaking Mm -hmm. throwing shit at people I just freaking love it man (laughs) I I, I, there was a moment in picture in picture I don't know if he it looked like he he threw a water cup into somebody's face I don't know if you caught that Brian but it looked at the at the corner like I looked up like I was taking notes and I look up and I thought him. I thought I saw MJF throw like water or something in his face. I'm like, did he really just do that? I don't know. I don't know that. I sure. always have I trouble saw when that, we like, go a to picture to or something. I don't know. I have to go back and see that. But, <laughs> but MJF again, being MJF, the guy is just yep. so freaking. gosh, just so good, man. Again, turns chicken shit into chicken salad when it comes to this freaking this freaking company. Mm-hmm. Um, you get <laughs> shut the fuck up. Chance are uh, <laughs> erupting through the arena. He's like no hablo español, <laughs> <laughs> MJF says again, just freaking hysterical. So yeah, he he goes on to talk about uh, obviously Danielson and this whole this upcoming match, this Iron Man match that he has with Danielson, um, you know. And he's talking about listen, you know, and he also you know mentions the fans, you know. He's like no, there was one point in time, you know, where the fans were devil worshipers, you know, like talking about (laughs) the fans being behind Danielson and how he feeds off the crowd. And he's like, Hey, the fans liked me at one point, they were devil worshipers, you know, but guess what? I turned my back on them before they turned their back on me and Mm -hmm. just really giving it to the crowd and everything. And then he's like, and he goes to the crowd. This was actually funny, Brian. He goes to the crowd says, I bet you guys are really think that Brian Danielson's the best in the world. He he really emphasizes best in the world a lot. I don't know if that's, a reason or not, but yeah, like he says best in the world a lot. Uh yeah. just throwing that out there. Yeah, he's like, Yeah, he's like, You guys must think Danielson's the best wrestler in the world. Like, oh, why? Because uh uh, you know, he he does cool moves, he puts on five-star bangers. It's like <laughs> news flash, guys. We get into this business for one reason, and that's to be world champion. And again, like this is why, like, again, MJF, he's even stated this in his promo where his mic cut off. He's like, he doesn't have to do a bunch of BS to freaking entertain the shit out of you. He doesn't yeah. need to. He you saw the match he had with, with uh Takeshka. Like the guy is a tremendous freaking wrestler, and he doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a ping-pong ball to entertain you. He does that right with his character development and everything else. And that's what I love about MGF because guess what, guys? He gets it. Yeah, freaking gets it. Um, so yeah, he um again just continuing to talk shit about Danielson about the match. And then he calls out Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. So Christopher Daniels comes out um, and he goes and he goes on. He's like, he's like, Hey, tell the truth about Brian Danielson. Um, You know, just pretty much wanting to expose Brian Danielson for who I guess he is pretty much. And Daniels and uh, Brian, Christopher Daniels is like, Oh, the truth. You want the truth. Well, he pulls out, a he pulls out an envelope. He's like, guys, he pretty much exposes MJF. He's just like, yeah. he's like, MJF paid me a, a shitload of money uh to expose Daniel Bryan and talk shit about him for the next 10 minutes. And and uh, MJF's like, wait, what, what bro, what, what are you doing? What what this what, what are you doing? <laughs> it was like MJF, he's like, it was the corner of the screen. You could see his face. He's like, his face goes from like nice and calm to like really concerned like wait, what What? Yeah. what are you doing <laughs> again it's facial expressions man i love that stuff mm-hmm. man i freaking love it just it tells the story just from the look the look yeah. itself um yeah and he pretty much and daniels and and christopher daniels goes on to talk about his story with uh with brian saying it's like listen you know maybe 10 maybe a few years ago i would have taken up on this offer and would have talk crap about Danielson with you but guess what I'm not that same guy I was a few years ago or five six some odd years ago and he's like he talks about he's gonna drag your dick in the dirt or something knock your dick
1: in the dirt yeah yeah (laughs) and um,
0: and, yeah and he continues to go on about you know hey like I'm you know talking about I guess the indies when he wrestled Danielson in the indies when he was 20 years old And he's like how he hit me harder than anybody any other professional wrestlers like at that moment I knew Danielson was going to be he was going to be great. He wasn't just going to be good. He was just going to be Mm -hmm. great. Um, and you know, it's like, listen, if there wasn't an ROH, there wouldn't be no AEW nor an MJF. Um, he's like, he's like, he's everything that you, he's like, you're, you're obsessed with this dude or you, you want him to fail so much because he's everything that you wish you could be. Um, and then they get face to face. So again, I like I like the fact that they mm-hmm. add Christopher. Da- I mean, listen, if you have nothing for Christopher Daniels anyway, that's a shame too. Christopher Daniels, you forget that he's even on this freaking roster, yep. right? And it's like, oh snap, Christopher Daniels in his roster. Like, let me collect, let me like dust all this stuff off the shelves to see what <laughs> I have in my roster. Yeah. Oh, I have Christopher Daniels. He has a history with with Brian Danielson. Let me uh, let me take him off the rack and put him into this segment. Yep. Um, so yeah, to finish it off, you know MJF. He taught MJF and Daniels. They go there. They're face to face now. Their microphones are out out of their hands now. Dan, uh, Christopher Daniels slaps the taste out of MJF's mouth, um, and then like uh, 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 Christopher Daniels, he's like approaching MJF, and as he's approaching him, he just low blows, kicks him right in the freaking groin, and Dan- and Christopher Daniels just collapses, and then he places the armbar onto him. Mm-hmm. And again just talking crap again I always talk about wrestlers they're even better off the microphone than they are with the microphone MJF is also one of those people Roman Reigns yeah. is someone that I always talk about like that all the time and yeah Danielson you know you know uh Christopher Daniels is in pain you know he's got that armbar submission in him and then uh uh Brian Danielson comes out for the save MJF retreats and yeah that is pretty much uh pretty much the segment uh mm-hmm. Ah, uh, Brian. I'll have you start this off, man. Your thoughts about this feud? Um, you know what's? Uh, how are you feeling about it? And this segment as a whole. The floor is yours, man. Take it away.
1: Yeah, for sure. The the best segment of the night. Um, of course, as we've said for <laughs> ever since we started this podcast. I mean, MJF is just money on the mic. <laughs> um, I thought calling out Daniels here. I, I thought Christopher Daniels delivered a pretty damn good promo too, talking about you know the 20-year history him and and Danielson have. Um, So, yeah, all in all, I think it was good. Of course, you know, uh, Brian Danielson runs out there for the save. MJF retreats like the heel. Uh, All in all, good work by everybody involved. Yeah, with the the way it's going into revolution, um, again, I don't – I just – I have no clear idea with anything really AEW's doing. Um so I, I don't know I, I don't know how this goes. I mean cuz you would think again this being uh, MJF's first uh title defense at a pay-per-view, you can't take the title off of, of him already. But if you're putting him in a 60 man iron man match, you know, right up Danielson's alley, uh You know, and then having Danielson cut out, you know, come out and cut this promo, you know, a couple weeks before the the pay-per-view. I I don't know what you're, I don't know what they're going to do here. I really, really, uh, I'm 50-50 on it with, I mean, I I know what I want to see. MJF, I think, should retain the title, uh, no doubt. Um, I I guess that's, you know, the test. uh, we've never seen MJF even come close to like any kind of 60 man Iron Man match. So if he does that, if he can pull that off, I think that only elevates him as a, as a talent, as a wrestler. Um, so I think that's the way you have to go. But again, ha- having this match tailored to Danielson and given where he's at in his career and the storyline, not that he needs the title, but I think if he loses here, um, I think his time in AEW, he's never gonna be world champ if he doesn't win here. But I don't think he, he should be. So again, I, I just I don't know where AEW or Tony Khan's going with this. I'm I'm 50-50 down the middle with I, I could see him going either way. Uh, but I think the right call is to, to keep the title on MJF.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That that is honestly the only decision. Um yeah. but it sucks because here's the thing with Brian Danielson. We we know how good he is. We understand mm-hmm. that with all of his work in WWE, we understand, guys, that we all want to see Brian Danielson and this sort this person have one more title run. We get it. But here's the thing: why does everything need to involve a title with somebody? It's just right. like, oh, we have to put the title on this person or this guy has to have one more title run. Why?
1: Why does? Well, everything I think in this case. Be- because both of them are saying they're the best in the world. And then MJF is like, well, and, and both of them, you, you have to have the title to be best in the world. Oh, no,
0: I'm, I'm not just talking about this feud. I'm just talking about just Brian Danielson in general. Like, forget gotcha. this feud for a second. Right. It's just Brian Danielson in general. Like, I mm-hmm. understand. Like, obviously, of course, you have, like, best in the world. Of course, it involves the world title. I, I get that. I'm just talking Brian Danielson just – developing him to still be special you don't need to put him in a title right yeah yeah for sure you don't feel special you don't right. need that you don't need that he had that moment at Wrestlemania mm-hmm. right would we like to see him hold a world title again of course we would absolutely but you but they don't need it I always say that about Bray Wyatt timing yeah he timing needs-
1: sometimes is everything and it's just not the time
0: oh, of course exactly
1: like it's it's yeah. not
0: the time like you can't just throw a title on somebody because just just for the sake of throwing a title on somebody, you know what yeah. I mean. And and in and regards to, in regards to this this feud, yes, I mean the right call here is MJF. I mean, mm-hmm. if anybody that disagrees, then you know they don't understand how the business works, and they're <laughs> honestly just part of the problem. Um, but yeah, to me, it's a no brainer. It's just it's 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 going to be interesting. And we spoke about this, Brian, before we got before we started uh, the show. Here is how they're going to go. With this, like, how are mm-hmm. they going to book this match to 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 keep Danielson to stay face here, like to, right. to stay? You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, yeah, because it's no secret he's lost to Omega, he's lost to Hangman Page, um, he's lost to Mox. Like, he's lost to a lot. He's lost a lot of big matches. Yep. You know, and at some point, though if you still want to be looked at pawn as a as a big as a big time player, then you have to win matches. Right. So that's mm-hmm. why it's, it's, it's conflicting, you know, sure it's part. it's conflicting, yeah. you know, because obviously we know MJF is the right call and that's what should be happening. But in the sake for Danielson, it's like, man, like where does he go from here now that he loses another big title opportunity? It's just, right. again, <clears throat> they put themselves into a pickle and it's their it's it's, you know, they made their bed and they can freaking lie in it because, yeah. it's, you know, this is what they put themselves into and, and this is what we're getting. So, and as far as this segment goes, before we get into this next match, definitely, no no doubt, Brian, the best segment of the night uh, definitely mm-hmm. was invested from start to finish. Everybody, both Daniels, MJF, uh, did a tremendous job. Um, the one thing I would change about it is I thought that Dan- Christopher Daniels went a little too much in depth with his, with his story a bit. It's like he went on for about like another two to three minutes or so. I would have cut that a little bit shorter and get more straight to the point. But outside of that, like, again, no complaints again, you know, you may, maybe people think I'm nitpicking or whatever, but I would have just shortened it just a little bit, um, you know, cause you're pretty much telling the story already. No, listen, you know, maybe five, six years ago, I would have taken this money, but I'm not that person anymore. And, you know, and just mm-hmm. make the statement like, Hey, <clears throat> you know, mention about your history with, with the, uh, for a brief moment about you and Danielson and talk about, listen, if there was no ROH and there would be no AEW, nor you MJF. And he's like, listen, he's everything you wish you could be. And that's it. Like it yeah. felt like it kind of like went on just a little bit too long, but Fair outside enough. of outside of that, it was, it was done very well. Yeah. And I was, and I was very, very, uh, very happy and very, again, invested with the entire mm-hmm. thing. Yep. Um, but yeah, no doubt. Um, best, um, best segment of the night for sure. And like I said, it involves MJF what a shocker. So there's <laughs> yeah, right. your positive guys. Yay. I I'm talking positive about AEW. What a, again, a, what a shocker, right? So but yeah, let's uh let's go ahead and move on. So Jungle Boy versus Brian Cage is your next match. Um match time was under 8 minutes. Um I don't <laughs> did uh, Brian There was a familiar move that Brian Cage hit in this match. Was it the F5? And I think they call, I think Taz called it the F5. I don't know if you
1: remember. I'd have match. to go back and watch it. I, yeah. I, I must he have literally that.
0: hits like a suplex, like off of his shoulders. It pretty much looked like an F5. And I thought I heard Taz or somebody on commentary said F5. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah. So again, just thought I'd just throw that out there. Um, yeah. Jungle Boy wins this match. Um, he wins this match via, uh, what was it? An elbow. Oh, he hits a, he hits an elbow to the back of the head. Like a, like a swinging elbow to the back of uh, of Brian Cage's head. And he wins via the awe-inspiring, ultra-devastating roll-up finish to Brian Cage, because with Cage and his delts, there's no way he can kick out the roll-up. I oh. understand, he, guys, he got hit in the back of the head, so you may think, oh, he's slightly unconscious, and he doesn't know <laughs> to go. Guys, it's a roll-up. He's a, what, a Two hundred sixty some odd pound monster of a man. I was that even going to say pushing closer is to three hundred, but shoulder this way. That's all he has I... to do. See my shoulder. That's all he has to do. <laughs> <laughs> again, I'm uh... just again, I'm just I'm calling it like it is, guys. People think they're going to call me an asshole. I don't care, guys. I'm calling it like it is. Brian Cage should not be getting rolled up in any match or any time. It just doesn't make him look good. Yes, good for Jungle Boy or Jack Barry. They're now just calling him now Jack Perry. Good for him, but what is this doing for Cage? You know, it's just like it's like wrestler A, wrestler he's B, he's still the six man tag at ROH. That's oh yeah, <laughs> he's, he's holding yeah. he's holding tag titles in ROH uh, six man trios tag. Or now they're calling it six man. There's a bunch of names for that now. It's ridiculous.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. But yeah, but uh, but the most intriguing part of this was post match
1: mm-hmm. because
0: guys, Christian Cage, yes, Christian returned last night. He returned his music hits. Jungle Boy's on the rampway. He's slowly turning his head, like, oh shit, here we freaking go. <laughs> if you guys know the history mm-hmm. um, of Christian and jo- and Jungle Boy over the past number of months, um, you guys know that uh, business kind of, you guess you could say business picked up a little bit. Yeah. Arms still in his sling because obviously he was legit hurt, guys, uh, in a match with jungle boy i believe a few i believe back in 2022 it's been a while now yeah um, since since now that cage has been out now thinking about it now um yeah jungle boy approaches him aggressively like oh snap i've been waiting freaking months to get my hands on you dude and he and he hits him with pepper spray at least it looked like it was pepper spray and he sprays him uh, in the eyes of jungle boy um and he takes off takes off the sling and the brace that he that he was wearing, and then he was wearing when he was side by side with Luchasaurus mm-hmm. um during that whole spiel I think they had a they had a steel cage match not too long ago, which was very was was very well done by the way um if you if you guys haven't seen it go back and watch i I highly recommend i' i I've spoke about that it was pretty much the best I think that was a was it a full gear or what other was it was it, a
1: It was a pay per view, or it was a yeah, no, it was definitely a pay per view. I think
0: it was was a double or nothing. No, I don't think it was double or nothing. It was either a full gear or 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 something, or was one of the one of their their big pay per views. I don't remember, but anyway, but again, if you just look up steel cage match, Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, you won't be disappointed because it was done very well. Um, but yeah, so Christian's back. He reveals that hey, I'm good to go. I'm ready to resume this. He's like, listen, I'm not done with you, and he screams into Jungle Boy's face as he's picking him up. He's like, listen, I'm not done with you, not by a long shot. He hits, he hits the kill switch onto the stage, and yeah, Christian stands tall, gloating to the crowd, and yeah, this this feud resumes. It continues mm-hmm. um, to to have a proper proper finish to it. So, um, I'll, I'll start this. You know, I. I, it was really good to see Christian. It really, really was. I enjoy Christian as a heel a lot, actually. Um, there's no doubt he can pull both the face and the heel, but as a heel. He's proven that this dude is just like, is on a different level when he's in that heel type of role. And what better Mm -hmm. person to work with in that role than jungle boy, you know, the ultimate baby face in AEW. Um, so, yeah, listen, I'm I'm intrigued with it. Uh, I'm intrigued with it. I, I mentioned this, like, statistically, like, this was a feud that really got people invested. I mean, with the whole situation. I mean, I think this really shown an- another side of Jungle Boy that I don't think we ever thought that was in him in regards to delivering a segment, delivering a promo, and a story for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, because we always just thought Jungle Boy was just another great wrestler. But then I, it was this feud, Brian, that really that yeah. got me thinking, like, okay this this dude jungle boy has something like i remember he there was a promo where he literally cut on christian he was like you are the biggest you know what again go back and look at it i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say it but he's like you are the biggest bleep i've ever met in my entire life and he's like screaming into the camera i'm like what that is the most amplified i've ever heard jungle boy in my life dude yeah so so yeah, I think it brings the best out of Jungle Boy. I think it brings the best out of the company. The only issue is that, is it going to have that same momentum and that same right. feel now that Christian has now been out for so long? And and again, there's another question. Does does Tony Khan get this right? Does Tony, exactly. does, does Tony Khan go about business the right way? And I know you feel the same way, Brian. I don't tr- I don't trust it at mm-hmm. all. I understand it's Christian. I understand it's Jungle Boy, and they they deserve the benefit of the doubt. Absolutely. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just you know, uh, it's just this having that same momentum. Guy, momentum, guys, is huge. It's huge True. in professional wrestling. It's all about momentum, and it's all about timing. You know, we talk about Sami Zayn over at WWE. He's got tremendous momentum, and he's doing it at the right time. Um, and when you dude, lose it, it's
1: hard to get back. You and know, it's in exactly, the same way. it's hard yeah. to
0: get back, right? It's like you yep. see about the Hurt Business, right? The Hurt Business is trying to get back together. You know, it's like, oh, I love the Hurt Business. It's like, okay, like, you know, they had that momentum. Okay, if you're going to rebuild them, okay, that's fine. But it's going to be really hard to get that same type of feel yep. back. So, and the same goes for this segment uh, with with Jungle Boy and, and Christian. Um, there's no doubt, like I said, it's so good to see Christian back. And I think it makes... Having Christian back now, it definitely brings another level of intrigue now to the show outside of m j f honestly mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm I'm willing to give it a chance to see if it if it has that same momentum and and see where it goes because you know it was disappointing to see christian go down and this this feud had to be on hold because it really was going the feud was going well it really was yeah. um but We'll see. Like I said, I I, Christian with his history, we all know how good Christian is. He deserves the benefit of the doubt. Um, Jungle boy, I think has uh, his game has been up another level because of this feud. So um, yeah, before we get into this next segment and Brian, your thoughts of this match and Christian being back now in AEW, the floor is yours. Go ahead.
1: I'll start with the match. Um, I mean, yeah, just, I didn't give a shit about the match. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, I'm, you know, the whole David and Goliath kind of storylines with everybody, again, I, I just feel it's overplayed. Um, and here you have Brian Cage again, who is called the machine, and he's built like a legit monster. And what in the last three weeks to a month, he's been rolled up by Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. Two guys that are maybe 150 pounds, you know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it just... So I, I don't know. I, I guess Brian Cage is just your your jobber monster. I guess I don't know. I I couldn't give a shit about a six man tag title in ROH. I couldn't give a shit about him here in AEW. Um, like you said, the highlight of it was Christian Cage coming back. Um, and again with that, you know, I, I, obviously Jungle Boys had the feud with Luchasaurus again. Another. David and Goliath pairing there. I, I'm much more and was much more invested invested in the Christian cage jungle boy feud. And so if you want to pick that up and end it great, you know, I'll give it a chance again. It's just, I have a hard time trusting Tony Khan and the booking right now. Um, Again, when, when are we going to see jungle boy and Christian cage again? Uh, You know, well, I guess they do have the pay-per-view coming up. So, maybe you have to put them on, but if that wasn't right around the corner, I mean, it'd be another two, three weeks before we see either one of them. And again, you're just, you're not creating and sustaining the momentum. To yeah, this. So
0: I will say the timing of this, um, because you do have two more weeks left at a pay-per-view because guys, listen, this feud should be finished at a pay-per-view, but it's yeah, like Christian yeah. just came back and it's like, you don't want this match to happen too soon. So Right, yeah, it was interesting the way they had him return now, two weeks going now into the into revolution. Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know if they just throw this match now on with the rest of the card now, um, which is uh, honestly is probably what they're going to do, yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Um, but yeah, it's just again, guys, like I always say, timing, timing is everything in professional wrestling, yep, so. All right, guys, we go into another backstage segment. This was Renee announcing that the tag titles
1: will the be trios t- Oh, no, I guess it was the acclaimed first, right? Yeah. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Trios, okay, I'll, I'll mention briefly. It's I can't remember like, which came first. Maybe you were right. Yeah. I
0: think, yeah, I think it was. They were both pretty much the same. I think it was this. Segment with the tag titles, then the then the trials gotcha, titles. Gotcha. But I'll I'll mention the trio's titles because it was like maybe fifty. It was seconds, bullshit. <laughs> like, it was we just to promote it. again a, a, another rampage match, guys. You know how a rampage AEW match loves, against uh, top flight, top flight and the elite again. Oh great, you got it out freaking dynamite. Now you got to go over to rampage where nobody. But wants they're, holding they're holding basketballs because they're holding basketballs <laughs> because it's the all star game. All star game, yes, <laughs> and it's TNT. You know, so you got to promote the all star game. You know, yeah. let's have the elite freaking just hold basketballs. Talk about team LeBron and team freaking out y- like fucking what? The yeah. Fuck? Again, yeah, we like, that's just, why that's, I don't that's even that's have it. it in my notes, Brian, because <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit. And this trios titles is nothing but a freaking joke. And it kills this freaking industry. It really Same. does. Same. So, so yeah, Renee. And if you think, that, if you think that gets better, oh, it just gets <laughs> oh, right, worse. Yeah. It just gets worse. Yeah. Renee announces that the tag titles will be defended in a triple threat at revolution. Why? I, I mean, just why I, I and, and not only that, the tag teams there, it's going to be determined in battle Royals. Ooh, two different, two separate two, battle Royals, two different battle Royals. Yes. Two yeah. Battle Royals. Yes.
1: <laughs> um,
0: what the fuck? Yeah. Guys, it's bad enough <clears throat> last week when I said why are the guns winning tag championships? And actually, I give the guns credit because they actually they cut a promo about oh, the guns are boring, the guns are this. So at least they're embracing that. So I guess <laughs> yeah. they kind of put respect on that that they're not ignoring that aspect. So and but still doesn't make make it right to have them hold titles yeah. in the first place of what's best for your business. But anyway. So now forget the rematch, right? Because now let's for just for just for shits and gigs, Brian, let's just throw two more teams in there because, and that also involves the acclaim because the acclaimed uh, send a message to the gun club that they are going to invoke their rematch clause. Um, and the, so now it's a four-way and now pretty much it's a four-way B- Billy Gunn's standing there waiting for the scissor and he's just left hanging. So he's just like, Where's the scissor? Okay, there it is. <laughs> that was honestly the only funny part of the segment. <laughs> it's, that's it's 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 that bad guys. It's that bad that I have to take that Billy Gunn being left hanging like that as a pot yeah. Like, yeah. Again, guys, I, what are we doing? Like again, it guys, it's why can't we just have one tag team face one other tag team at a pay-per-view? No, let's throw a bunch of other fucking tag teams to make it even more of a circus that this tag division already is
1: because and, it's why not, not? It's, and it's not going to be stated as a Texas tornado tag. So, but yet everybody's going to be in the fucking ring.
0: It's just like, like triple threat tag, fatal four-way tag. It's still a, still a circus guys. I mean, yep. it's just like, listen again, I stated this before. If you really want to do the guns and the acclaimed, if that's really what you think that's going to be best for the tag division and in the title picture, fine okay whatever now you're adding two more teams for what yeah like what you bro you're because Tony Khan knows oh snap he's it's like he's in panic mode because mm-hmm. he forgot oh shit I have a pay-per-view that I have to fill a card in and I have less than two weeks so let me just fill in some matches out of the blue let's involve you know the TNT title the tag titles because I haven't done shit to fill this card up and build it properly. Yeah. And now you add two other tag
1: teams like
0: in battle Royals guys, what the fuck?
1: The only, the only thing I, the only way this comes out even positive for me. And again, we've stated it so many times on this, on this show, just this one alone. Like I don't trust AEW to do it this way, but unless you have, a returning team like an FTR or, or maybe uh, you know, you finally want to pull the fucking trigger on like the house of black, you know, bring them in and, you know, have them win, you know, one of the battle Royals, unless you have some dominant tag team that we all know. And that haven't just been thrown together come into one of these battle Royals and then go into the, the pay-per-view then, yeah, it's just, freaking bullshit like imagine like, too,
0: Brian. Like, you, you know, we talked about the heart foundation and we talked about mm-hmm. the British, but imagine all of those teams fighting for one title in one match. We yeah. you, you guys in the back of the day would be like, what the hell is this? This is right. It's supposed to be just two, uh, one team versus another. That's yeah. all it needs to be. Yep. I listen, I understand where you're coming from, from that perspective, but even still, what, like, what's the story between these mystery teams that are going to be in this match that involve the guns. Like, and
1: and like, that's the thing. And I don't, I don't trust just, it. It's lazy. Yeah, it's lazy. I, I don't trust it right now that it's and not it's just going to be two random people thrown together as a tag. So again, yeah, I, I'm just, unless they shock me, again. And I mean, and it would literally have to be FTR or House of Black. It would, you know, somebody of that caliber you know coming back for me to even give a shit about it
0: yeah anyway i i can't i i, I just <laughs> I, I just i just i'm just yeah and i'm just lost for words now when went with, with with the booking and everything else next match we go on to um hangman page versus kip sabian match time was eight minutes or under eight minutes Kip Sabian got a jobber entrance that tells you everything you need to know about Kip Sabian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and hangman wins via a dead eye pile driver for the win. Uh, Mox and the BCC come out. Um, they're going back and forth on the mic when the dark order then comes out, you know, Mox talked about like, you know, hangman not having any friends and evil Uno. He's like, listen, no, the dark order is not afraid of you. And then they, they come face to face just again guys i don't know um and then moxley lays the challenge to hangman in a texas death match at revolution so that is another match that's going to happen that's mm-hmm. official hangman page versus mox again in a texas yep. death match so state match different
1: stipulation just the same <laughs>
0: guys we've seen them now wrestle now this is what their their fourth match now third
1: Yeah, uh, because they were one and one. They had to. So this will be the fourth. Yeah, guys, four guys, four matches. Yep, four, four. And you you want to talk about like a Texas death match, which obviously is a no DQ, anything goes. Well, they've already. I mean, they've already hit each other with fucking every you know put them through tables what else are you gonna see chairs like
0: (laughs) we know moxley's gonna fucking bleed in the first two minutes you You know know, that there's gonna be freaking chairs there's gonna be freaking but is it gonna be physical yes is it gonna be fun at times yes but why did they have to fight three other times to get to this point yeah it's not a feud and who's the heel in the face that's why i'm still confused here who like how are we supposed to be connected to hangman and moxley if they're just a bunch of baby faces, oh what they're because they're they're feuding because we need to know who the best is, because they're not mm. satisfied with a roll-up finish, like it can't go down like that. We I need to beat you
1: like you know within an inch of your life, like <laughs> the edge of your life, because that's like what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. And that, that wasn't even the worst fucking part of this thing, man. Like the you know, I, I have nothing to say about the match. But after the match, and so now that it's already been announced, so fucking Mox is going to fight evil fucking Uno <laughs> on Dynamite. Like again, yeah, the we dark mentioned order, the Dark like, Order, man. It's it's a shame because if, when I they mean, had when I John loved, Huber was there, rest in peace. Yeah, they, if, in there peace was something bro, really. there.
0: Yeah, I mean the the Dark Order is just it's or let what's left remaining of the Dark Order is just, right. What's it's, left it's, of them? It's it's it's, it's pathetic.
1: Yeah, and again, when pathetic. is the last They're just time? There. They're just there. I guess, um... obviously, until Preston Vance had this match tonight, when is the last time we've seen any Dark Order member have a match? But now you're stepping up and challenging like a, John screw Moxley. A,
0: screw a match just on the show.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Where even on, like the show, not, on the, the show, but there have been they have been like the...
0: promoting Rampage. You know, it's like oh, like if you want to, they're in a backstage interview and oh, let's right. fight at Rampage. That's all you're getting from them.
1: Yeah, right? you've had a, the the handful of interactions with Hangman Page throughout the the past few months or whatever. But other than that, they haven't been on TV. And now you're just throwing them in with a match against Mox. fuck man okay don't care
0: uh this is this is why guys we say that this (laughs) is the shit show because outside of mjf and now christian now that christian's back is just a complete mess all right uh before we get into the main event i want to go over these last two segments here because it's pretty brief Mm. and it's pretty quick uh the jas is backstage they talk about Starks and how he won't get another match with Jericho because he lost the Garcia gauntlet. And then Garcia talks a rampage match with Starks. So promoting yeah. Rampage again. And then hook is suspended because of putting his hands on Stokely last week. G- guys, what I-, I don't understand. Like again, I'm lost for work guys. This is Chris mm-hmm. Jericho. Like the fact that I can give a single shit about Chris Jericho right now is sad. It's Mm -hmm. really sad. I understand he's fifty plus years old, but guys, he's Chris freaking Jericho. Like, come on! I I don't understand.
1: And I'll even say, what Daniel Garcia? When you had that little, that little moment for a couple weeks, if he was going to maybe join the Blackpool Combat Club, I mean, I was starting to get on board with Garcia. But since you know, since then it, again, it's I, I don't care. We've seen this match already. Um, Garcia and and I mean, uh, uh, starts. We, what, are we
0: gonna get the match anyway at Revolution? Right? Like so, or 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 someone like so? What was the point of the Gauntlet? Yeah. What's the right. point? What's What's the point? I I I mean, oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, we can go right into the main event because yeah, um, these yeah. two segments Sokley suck gets- ass.
0: You know, freaking Isaiah Cassidy's making sex noises and shit. <laughs> Which is actually it's actually fun. I'm
1: sorry, I actually laughed.
0: It was, it was Matt it was... <laughs> Hardy's
1: just kind of there. Matt Hardy's like, just okay. there.
0: Like, guys, Matt, guys, Matt Hardy and Chris Jericho like are involved in these two segments. That is everything you need to know about this company and how pathetic this product is. Yeah. And you hear me raise my voice because I'm that pissed, because these are freaking. <laughs> These are guys that I grew up freaking watching in the two thousands that were all that, close to larger than freaking life, and now they've they, they're they've been stooped to just being irrelevant.
1: You know, was that possible? I, what I've noticed throughout the wrestling industry, you know, so again, like back when I was getting into it, right. Um, so when I was a kid, the guys who were already the old timers kind of maybe a part-time basis, or or maybe now they've retired, right. Um, a Harley race, um, uh, Dutch Mantel. Um, I, I know I could probably think of a few more. I just can't off the top of my head, but wrestling always did a, a fairly good job of like, you know, bringing these guys out as, as managers, as, you know, whatever, that would get involved and add to the story, add to a character or whatever. And it seems like wrestling has just completely moved away from that where, you know, a guy like Matt Hardy, you know, okay, maybe he can't, you know, he can't do what the Hardy boys did 20 years ago for sure. But with the mind he has for the business, man, like he can be in a spot where he's a manager for somebody. He's a, a whatever. It just involves somehow adding to a character. And this isn't just AEW. I I think that's just across wrestling as a whole. Like, you know, just it's not, it's not done the same way it used to be for sure, where there was a, still a place for the guys because they had so much fucking knowledge about the business, you know? And it, that just kind of seems out the window these days. So, yeah, that's weird.
0: It's sad because yeah. guys, like I'm and we're going to get into the main event, which is nothing, honestly, to even talk about either. Um,
1: I think, the oh, sorry, just real quick. The only guy I can think of that they've done a good job with is Sting. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. Other than that, nobody.
0: I mean, guys, again, Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy. I mean, these are names that. Again, from my generation, that people grew up loving, mm-hmm. and people now, and now you watch them in AW. Nobody can give a single, a single shit, yeah, about what they're doing. Matt Hardy's in this weird, this weird tandem with the firm and with Ethan Page, and then Chris Jericho is in this weird, just irrelevant feud with Starks that's going nowhere. Yeah, because they have like 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 I don't know what they're doing. Me neither. It's like how do you not have anything for these people? How how do you mess up their booking? How do you make them Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy? Mm-hmm. Right, like think about this, guys. Chris Jericho and Matt Hardy, and and they have they have doubled down as just just these irrelevant and just another person on a. Or another wrestler on a, a I on roster.
1: I wouldn't say Jericho is quite at the irrelevant stage, but Matt Hardy surely is. Um, uh, Jericho, I mean, Jericho still.
0: But here's but here's the thing. But like, I, I hate the storyline. No, I get in. it. it like they're they're putting him into the show. So I, I mean, yes, maybe irrelevant is the wrong term, but he doesn't feel important. No, that's mm. the problem. Yeah, that that's where I'm getting. Listen, I I, I, I mean, again, I'm just um I know, <laughs> I'm coming from a place of frustration here. It's just,
1: (laughs) yeah, I get it, man. It's just
0: like, but again, this was Chris Jericho. I remember, I still remember when he threw HBK into the freaking, when he was doing the highlight reel, right? Remember the highlight reel talk show? Yeah. Throwing HBK's head into the freaking, the freaking Tron and splitting his head open. I still remember. And he was the first
1: undisputed champion that had, that unified the belts or whatever. He was the first.
0: I remember when he returned. That was the first, I think think it was back in 2008. Seven when I first heard about Chris Jericho, and I was invested from the jump from his entrance Mm -hmm. and everything. You know, again, I mentioned HBK, his heel run, the freaking list. You just made the list. (laughs) Yeah. All of this stuff that he is stuff
1: with KO. Yeah, the the, uh, Kevin
0: Owens. I can't. Festival of Friendship. (laughs) And now I can I couldn't give a shit about what he's doing. Yeah, That's a problem, guys? But no, absolutely. Let's just give it a pass. Because it's Tony Khan. We don't like WWE. We're all about great wrestling. It's just, you know, AEW is sports entertainment, James. AEW is it's professional wrestling. Hey, dipshit. It's the same thing. Professional <laughs> wrestling is sports entertainment, you dumb fuck. Again, <laughs> those people just drive me up a wall. Let's move on and let's let's Main uh, event time. Main event time. It didn't that get much right, better. Main event time. Triple threat match uh with the women. This mm-hmm. may sound familiar, Brian, because there was a main event on Raw that involved three women. Yeah. Coincidence? I think not. Just saying, just throwing that out there. So, you know, Tony Khan, he saw that main event, like, oh, let me put the main, let me put the women in this main event. Here's the problem. You don't you have hardly gave anybody to give a shit about this women's division at mm-hmm. all. So again, it's just you're worrying so much about a, about WWE and tampering contracts. In an alleged fucking war that doesn't exist, but <laughs> different story for a different day. But anyway, back to this match Tony Storm versus Ruby Soho versus Britt Baker. Match time was 10 minutes. Um, Soraya and Tony Storm before the match, they're like ripping up a fan sign and they attack her. I mean, she's obviously purposely placed there for the mm. spot to, to attack her and throw her over the barricade. The, the, <laughs> the freaking, uh, the, the commentators weren't even like, they were just like, Oh, like they were just like, it's like, they, it's like the reaction should be like, why, what's going on? They just attacked a fan. Like, they just think the reaction was just weird. It's just like, Oh, like that's despicable. That's just like, bro. They just attacked a fan. Like <laughs> if I'm on commentary, like Jim Ross, it's like, it's someone guys out here. They just attacked a fan. Like where is like the amplification in the moment? Right. Like, how can I give a shit if no one else is going to give a shit, but whatever. So they're attacking a fan, and they're about to spray. Uh, uh, for some odd reason, Soraya and Tony Storm have an obsession with spray paint now. Yeah. Um, uh, Soho's music hits, and then uh, you know she looks out for the fan or whatever. So pretty much this match, and then of course Britt Baker's out there with Jamie Hader. Guys, Jamie Hader's your women's champion. She doesn't even have a match for freaking Revolution. That's just show again. That just shows you where this women's division is at. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's pathetic. It's, it's yep. absolutely pathetic that your women's champion, it's bad enough. She doesn't feel important, but the fact that she doesn't even have a match, she's not even having a paper compi- or a feud. She's not right. involved in a feud. She doesn't yep. have a challenger. Oh,
1: it's, it's weak indeed. as shit, man.
0: It's just, it's weak. Yes. Thank you, Brian. The Best way I can put it. <laughs> um, so she's in the corner with Brit. This pretty much, this match was like, Oh, like who's, Who's on the Who's Ruby siding with, or whose side is right. Ruby Soho on, or something? Because she was allegedly on the side with Soraya. Now they just turn heel at the drop of a dime in the blink of an eye. Now Brits the heels, and but they have a history with them being the heels now being the faces. Guys, this is nothing but yeah. a circus fest, and it's just so odd and it's so weird. And we're just throwing everybody out there and expecting us to give a shit. It's just mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, uh, what else happened in this match? So Tony Storm, um, there was actually a cool part in this match. Actually, Tony Storm, she's in a cloverleaf. She locks it on Soho, and then Britt puts in the lockjaw. So yeah, they're yeah. in two submission holds. I think WWE again WWE actually did a similar type of uh thing like this, where one person is trapped in one submission hold, and another person has an- has that same person in another submission hold. I thought that was again the only cool spot I can remember from this match. Yeah. Um. Soraya gets involved. It's weird that triple threats are just no DQ, even though there's nothing about anything about these triple threats that does even scream no DQ. Right. Just really weird. Um, like you would think if it's no DQ, you can just freaking throw in shares and sh- guys. Again, maybe <laughs> exactly. I'm just again, maybe I'm just making too much common sense. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so Soraya gets involved. Again, the spray paint, the obsession with spray paint. She sprays it onto Tony's ass. Again, again, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm liking the view, but just like again, this the situation here is just weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Tony hits Brit with her ass in the corner. Or the ass little, attack. They the keep calling it the hip attack. Called, it's the right? ass attack, man. I keep forgetting what they're now calling it now, but yes, the, hip the attack. ass attack. That's right. Uh hits Brit with it um in the corner, and then it just This match ends with – what do you think, Brian, that this match ends
1: with? Ruby Soho. Was it a roll-up? Or was it – it was a roll-up, yeah. You're damn right it was the roll-up, the (laughs) aspiring
0: roll to Britt Baker for the W. Um, Ruby is getting yelled at. She's getting yelled at in one ear to the other, like, hey, like, you know, join our side. No, you join my side. And Ruby Soho's about to, like, just freaking blow a gasket. She's mm-hmm. just like enough. Like she's arguing back and forth, and that's how we go off the air.
1: Yeah, it was, I, I, that was guys, sad. I
0: have no words of, of this. This company is shot, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna end with this. And Brian, I'm gonna send this off to you, and I'll have you close it out. Right on, um, guys. I'm just baffled. I don't know what to say anymore. Like this, the start and the finish of this show is just is just a mess. Mm -hmm. You start with an eight-man tag and you finish with this. I don't mind the women ending the show. I want all the best for the women. But the way they've been booked, do you expect anybody to care? Seriously, dude? Soraya, like, she's been in this company for a cup of coffee and already nobody can care about her. The biggest reaction she got when she came back to wrestling. That was it. Tony Storm and them are just attached to the hip. Ruby Soho is not even hardly like, oh, she's on Rampage, of course. Of course, because you got to promote <laughs> Rampage too. Britt Baker, now she's a face. I'm not even like, I, I don't I, I don't know, man. Listen, it could work, but they're definitely not making it work right now. And it's everything is just a mess and nothing makes sense. Everything is all over the place. And yep. there's just no care. There's no care. And this did nothing to get me more excited about a pay-per-view that you have in two weeks and that's honestly everything i need to say because this company is shot it is clueless and this company flat out sucks right now it mm-hmm. freaking sucks the floor is yours brian
1: uh real quick for the match uh yeah um wasn't really impressed i like i've mentioned ruby soho a number of times on this show um you know, I am glad to see her back involved in and in getting that win. But, again, you haven't really built much of a story for me to get invested in. Um, so, you know, I'm happy to see Soho back out there. But as we've mentioned, I just have no trust in where it's going. And as for the match itself, again, as you alluded to, like the no DQ thing. So so Soraya's out there and Jamie Hater's out there, right? Soraya gets involved twice in the match, where I, one time, I don't know if she tripped Britt or she tripped uh, Soho, but she tripped somebody from the outside. And then the second time, she gets in the ring, right, and interferes and, you know, has a whole spray paint spot, which, again, why is this no DQ, or why isn't a DQ called? But at the same time, so she, now she's interfered twice. You have Hater out there supposedly supporting Britt, who's your champion and she doesn't do shit either time. Like doesn't, doesn't go over to Soraya, doesn't attack Soraya, you know, try to get her out of there. Nothing. There's just nothing with hater. Like why the fuck is she out there? If she's not going to come to the aid of Brit or at least get involved with Soraya, who's now interfered in the match twice. Like Holy shit, man. (laughs) Like it's, it's sitting right there for you, you know? Um, look yeah as a company as a whole as the show uh, as the show goes on i mentioned to you before we got on here there were a couple good you know the the uh, mjf and uh, christopher daniels promo um the mark briscoe match i liked and i did like the danielson promo way back in the early beginnings of the show um Overall, it was another shit show. Like I, I said to you before, it's I liked it a li- slightly more than I have over the past number of weeks, but that's a extremely low bar to it's not good enough. Right, it's, it's not good extremely enough. low to 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 get over. Um, so I can't praise this show in any way. Uh, it was just a, a few spots that okay, I enjoyed them, but overall, again, just a lot of. A lot of nonsense, a lot of random people thrown in, lack of storyline. Oh, and the other one was the Christian Cage return. That's that was that was the other other spot for me. Um, yeah, just overall. A- again, uh, I think even NXT is putting on a better, more consistent product than than AEW right now, which is again, you you Tony Khan, you want to say you're in this war with WWE well right now you're not even beating or better or more consistent than developmental in WWE <laughs> you know so developmental yeah, say I mean, about maybe, NXT, right, about right maybe H developmental his, his is baby. the yeah that's, right. that's
0: smart Triple H to call it your developmental system you know, you yeah go. maybe that's not H, the right Triple, word trust for me, it, Triple but... H is, is just as it's just like another whole world of like just you know people want to defend triple h and now tony khan it's just like the 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 ass kissing with fans and those two is just freaking ridiculous but anyway continue
1: now to close it up here yeah again overall another shit show um outside of danielson and mjf going into the their pay-per-view i couldn't give two shits about anything else on that card right now and I, I damn sure I'm not going to buy, you know, cause I am a member of Peacock. So the WWE stuff, you know, just comes with a package, but you know, I would have to buy the, the AEW one and fuck, no, I'm not dropping. I don't even know what it is. 35, 55, 60. I don't know what the cost is, but I'm not dropping a fucking dime on it right now. Um, I'll, I'll catch the highlights afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so yeah, that, that's where I'm at with AEW, man. Just another lackluster shit show that doesn't get me in, invested in much of anything. And it's, uh, again, as we we can reference back to what uh, Adam Cole said about it being a stacked roster. Again, it is a stacked roster if you include all the guys you're not fucking using on your shows right now. It it could be, it, you could have a war with, with WWE, but you're not even close right now
0: words of advice guys save (laughs) your money yeah because tony khan is not giving you the time of day to make to want to make you want to even pay for this shit so right save your 50 some odd dollars and go spend it on some groceries go spend it on (laughs) some go spend it on a on on uber eats or on a doordash or something like save your freaking money because The way this show is this way this pay-per-view is being built it's just going to be like this show this dynamite yeah a shit show mm-hmm. guys i want to thank everybody for tuning in to our 20th episode of this plat on this platform of this podcast i want to thank everybody being a part of this community it it means the world to me it means the world to brian and uh, we're just getting started uh we are just getting started in this community we want to be voices of course we always want to talk about wrestling because it's fun. We're fans, but at the end of the day, we, there's a set goal in mind, and we want to be voices in order to make this company better, um, or this community better, professional mm-hmm. wrestling as a whole better. And that is our end goal. You know, is to be voices in this community, have our voices be heard, to not just fans but to the wrestlers because that's what they deserve. So, but and and for you guys to join the community and to hear us out, we appreciate all of you guys. Uh, And it means a lot to us. So continue guys to listen, continue to spread the word and yeah. uh, Tune in for our next episode, which is going to be on Sunday. So Sunday is when we review, we will be doing another edition of the good, the bad, and the ugly. That is going to be for WWE elimination chamber. So there will be no SmackDown review uh, for this week. Usually if there are going to be pay-per-views on Saturdays involving WWE, there will probably will not be, a SmackDown review. Right. Um, of course, we will still keep people notified and updated um, um, when that time comes, when another pay-per-view or future pay-per-views come along. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. Our second edition of Good, the Bad, and the Ugly for Elimination Chamber. Um, definitely a lot of stuff going on there, including the the build towards into WrestleMania. So definitely, definitely lots to get into as we get into the weekend. So make sure you yeah. guys stay tuned. And uh, look for our good, the bad, and the ugly for episode 21.
1: To close on a high note, oh, sorry, man, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. What'd you have to say? I'll just say to close on a high note, man, yeah, that, that, you know, even though this is the AEW show, yeah, super looking forward to the Elimination Chamber review because, again, right now they're having good to great storylines and good wrestling. And that's all in all what wrestling is, It, it can't be one or the other. So, uh yeah just to cl- close out on a high note man um, really looking forward to that pay-per-view and to see what where the you know a couple of these stories are going man so check it out
0: yeah it took the words out of my mouth absolutely man so <laughs> thank you guys once again for tuning in again episode 21 elimination chamber good the bad and the ugly do not miss it make sure you guys stay tuned but thank you guys for tuning in for episode 20 uh my name is james porcelli i'm brian thomas And we are signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.